How's it going? I don't know if you can hear the siren oh, in the yeah. background. That, uh, oh, yeah. That's not just ambience, is it? There's shit going down in Toronto. <laughs> oh, man. Lively city. <laughs> Always. Um, we're going to have to uh, deal with that. It's summertime. I got to keep the windows and doors open because it's hot out now. Oh, God. <laughs> maybe, you know, I'll cut it out during the show, but maybe I'll just mute my mic. Doesn't bother me so that much. It doesn't bother you guys when it comes by because it's going to happen again. Trust me. Just leave it. <laughs> okay, cool. So, anyway, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Today we've got a whole host of people from Utopia District team joining me. Let's start off with we've got G Ban. Gbanus92, Gban is yeah. listening to Sirens, and he goes by Graham. That's his name. Please call him whatever you like. And well, no, one of those a, two things, please. <laughs> I'm gonna call you kittens, okay? I, that's not on the improved list. <laughs> you can call me kittens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We'll see. You can call him Captain okay. Obvious. He doesn't mind that one. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You know, I, ha- I had a teacher, a physics teacher, who who said that all the time, and I took that from him. Um, Kittens yes, are Captain so Obvious. Sorry, Graham this is important. Is a is a writer at Utopia District, head writer, lead of the writing department. He's a an avid gamer, and he does writing for games as well. Um, so yeah, check him out on Twitter, GBM underscore games, and we will hear from him after these fucking, oh my God, those problem just, out there. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. There must be a burn, a building burning out there. Um, what a great way to start the show, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, please follow GBAN. Um, you want to say hi, GBAN, so people can learn your voice. Yeah. Hel- hello. I, uh. I don't think I've done any of the podcasts before, right? I don't think Technically, I have. we have one recorded, I think, but it's not out if you were at that one. But yeah, this is probably the first, man. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's happy a to pleasure be having you on the team. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both the site and the podcast, happy to be here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yes, Graham is integral to what you guys see at Utopia District for anything <laughs> written on the website. We couldn't, this could not happen without him. So big shouts out to Graham. Um, moving on, we have Pernoco, dear friend and someone I've known for quite a while, ever since Econ and uh, joined Utopia District pretty much in the beginning and has been helping out quite a bit as well. Pernoco is on Twitter at, you know what? Let me just pause. Jesus, like it sounds like half Pernoco. of the counties, half the cities down there, bro. Yeah. Um, follow Pernoco on Twitter at underscore Pernoco, P-R-E-N-O-K-O. You want to say hi, Pernoco? Hey, good day. I hope everyone's doing well today. Good day, indeed. Nice, nice Sunday up here in Toronto. Apparently not for everybody, though. <laughs> um, Hopefully the day gets better. Yes. Yes. And welcome to the show, Pernoco. Stoked to have you here and stoked to have you on the team. Good to be here. Next up, we have Priestess or Vapor Priestess. 
a dear friend, someone that worked at Private Suite Magazine and is our art director at Utopia District. You may have seen some work on Instagram that is all priestess for the most part and any DMs that are happening if you're talking to us there that will be priestess as well and uh, she is also integral to the team and it's great to have you here too. <laughs> Happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you for coming. And last but not least, we have also a dear friend, Stu Adib. And someone I've known for a long time also. We met at Electronicon and um, a fan of the previous podcast. Uh, Pernoco, actually, Pernoco was a fan as well. Two fans of the podcast on this show. Wow, way to do me and Priestess Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys like it, but I don't know if you listen to the old one really. Uh, often um, I'm not a huge podcast guy, but I did listen. Yeah. No, they, um, you know, we met at Econ One and they said they knew the podcast there. You know, it, it was a big thing meeting people that knew that work. Uh, I had never forgot it. And I knew you guys were special. I don't think Econ would have been the same without listening to those podcasts before I came. Oh, man. Uh, I, I feel, this is uh, Stu Adib speaking here. Hello. Um, yes, Stu. Uh, yes, I, I feel what. <laughs> I feel 100% the same. I, I remember walking around Brooklyn, going from place to place, uh, listening to your interview with Christ, listening to the kind of uh, econ pre-show, like, you know, you and, and Rich and everyone, you knew it was coming up. And it was just, mm -hmm, it helped mm -hmm. keep the excitement going, really put me in the headspace. And then I actually somehow managed to meet you all physically. And it, it was yeah. just a, a transformational experience, really. You're listening to us just walking around Brooklyn, completely across the country, and then boop, here we are. Hello, yeah. nice to meet you, Stu. You know, <laughs> the digital made real. So crazy, yeah. Man. Important question wow. in that case, or not important, but curious. Do you guys recognize mm -hmm. Indy by him being Indy or by his voice? Uh, I had mm. seen a picture of Indy. I guess like I, I, I hadn't been oh, on yeah. Twitter very much, but I had seen his profile picture. And so I saw him walk into the tape swap the day before Electronicon. I said, Indy, uh, you don't know me, but I'm a big fan of the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> and here we are. It was love at first sight. Oh, man. What a, what a powerful love. Friendship at first sight. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody. Um, you guys are all amazing. You know, I can't thank you oh, enough shit. for everything you do at Utopia District. Um, you know, it, this is a huge group thing no one i was just talking to someone about this earlier today what was cool about working at private suite and some interview about private suite what what is cool about utopia district by the same token is you're only as as powerful as your two hands will let you be you know you can only touch so many things with your two hands you're just one person but when we have a crap load of people like you know <laughs> power in numbers right like look at the pyramids what they're able to do with that many people working together so true same here it's just a bunch of volunteers working to do stuff that we all love to do and love to see each other get enjoyment out of um so it's so awesome to have you guys and uh and i'm really excited for this episode so before we dive in um i want to know first off 
what sorts of music you guys have been listening to lately, whether it's Vaporwave or um, Mento or Calypso <laughs> or, uh, or R&B, you know, whatever it is. What are you guys into lately? Uh, I'll take the lead. I'll, I'll, I'll start. Um, I've got actually two things. Um, one, um, some time ago, I think it was on one of the uh, Strya Wave um, streams, I heard this this person, uh, Doctor B, or Doctor Bing, depending on what platform you're looking at, is really interesting um, noise music. Uh, it's it's funny. Before I got into vaporwave, I used to kind of think noise music was stupid, but uh, somehow I've actually really found a lot of value in it. And uh, this person had an amazing set, but you know I'm really not a SoundCloud person, and that was the only place they really existed until oh. fairly recently. They put an album out on Junkmaker. Uh, it's called, oh shoot, let me find this here. That uh, was a really good one. Ba, ba, ba. Ultimate Cringe Compilation. Uh, this is mm. it's not strictly <laughs> noise, it's more akin to maybe uh, social justice, whatever sort of YouTube mm-hmm. poopy. Like, there's they, they put bits of dialogue cut and just made really jarring. Uh, but I, I find it a really interesting listen. Um, nice. But, but uh, so yeah, definitely give that a listen, Doctor Doctor B, Doctor Bing, very very talented. Um, but more than that, over the so, past uh, few days, just oh, yes. just quickly, can I can I can we go on a tangent there real quick? Absolutely, <laughs> and we'll get to your number two. So two things about that one, I'm intrigued why yeah you weren't into noise music and what you what discovery you made that allowed you to be fulfilled by it in some way. That question, but also. Dr. B or Doctorb was mm-hmm. actually one of the lead writers for Vapor Band. Oh, shoot. Vape, oh, Vape Urban, as, as some people may call it, but Vapor Band. <laughs> and um, uh, why is this not? What's the other Vaporwave publication? Um, not Private Suite. <laughs> Sun, uh, I'm thinking of a Rogue, but that's more of like a forum. Not the music, the Hangouts forum? No. Um, so, uh, no, what? I can see it in my head, but I can't think of the name of it. Yeah. Hmm. They stopped in 2017. Oh, my God. I'm going to be slain for this. Um, yeah, Vapor Ban, V-A-P-O-U-R-B-A-N. I, right? No. I, I do Hold remember. On. We, we got to get this right. Is it? No, I'm going to have to look this up, too. Did they take the website down? Oh man, that's a It's Vapor a Urban. Oh yeah, vaporband.com account suspended. It's the website is down. Um, oh my god, this is this is a real Jesus, that a sucks. real loss in the uh fight for digital preservation. Damn, dude, that is like tragic. Oh my god, I got to talk to those guys. Well, cuz so Doctor they they haven't worked there for a while, you know, Vaporband hasn't been like oh, no one has here's here's an update on twitter february 18th 2020 after doing some kind of thinking about the website we want to be we decided that we need to broaden our focus and there will be lots of great sites doing vaporwave reviews we want to allow anyone in this community a chance to write passionately about things and interest them that's a pinned tweet so i think they closed up after that that is so sad man oh my god i hope they did a backup and have the database I'm not seeing you know, I would, host, I would pay for the hosting for that. For it, but the website public, is it's not a public facing one at least. 
V-A-P-O-U-R-B-A-N.com. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, we'll have some more information about this in the description because I want to talk to Dr. Orb and the Vapor Band people because that is that is rough. Yeah, for sure. Um, just because like you said, uh, you know, it's internet archaeology, right? It's history. Yeah. Um, um, by that same token, actually, Private Sweet Meg took their site down oh. just uh, a month ago or two. Yeah, well, I was going to say, it got pretty recently by, uh, by the Wayback Machine or something. It did. It did many times. I think the last one was December 2020, and there were no updates since September or October. So the site okay. is still up on Wayback the, Machine. So the is actual magazine issues are still up on issue as well. Yes, absolutely. ISSUU.com, and then search for Private Sweet Meg. But um, that's true. Vapor Band should be on Wayback Machine. So not it's not a total loss, I suppose. That's right. Um, yeah, everyone check out that website. We'll link the Vapor Band uh, archive in the description also. And uh, we still haven't thought of the other publication yet. No. Website. It starts with an S. Yes, it totally does. And it's not, it's not Vapor 95. I uh, want to say... Something like still visions, which I know is incorrect, but that's what I see in my head. Well, while we're at it, let's just talk about all the cool vaporwave websites. There's another great one, lucidarchive.com. Oh yes, um, that's been around for time, and it's a great catalog of albums up into a certain point. And what's neat is you can search artists and albums by location, country. You can sort by release date, uh, genre. Um, label, um, you know, you can obviously go to a label's Bandcamp page, but it's nice to have all of this in one spot. And they did some great interactive guides and complete collections as well. So check it out. Their website is still up, vapor or <laughs> lucidarchive.com. Oh, I've, it's Visual Signals, isn't it? Oh, no, that's that is another Vaporwave publication uh, and a physical publication only. Visual Signals, uh, yeah. Shouts out Visual Signals. That's music's the hang up. Uh, oh, okay. Sunbleach, that right? Sunbleach, Sunbleach, Sunbleach. I, I knew oh, it was sun. Sunbleach. I miss yes. so much. <laughs> Swish. Oh my god. Coming out. That was half court. <laughs> that was yeah. how I got like uh, exposed to so much new vaporwave because yeah. I, I didn't really like the subreddit so much. But there was always like twenty posts every week on Sunbleach of like all this new shit. And I miss it mm -hmm. so much. I, I hope the, the, the person who was running it is like, I know they were going through some personal troubles. I hope they're at least doing all right. Mm -hmm. So we'll link Sunbleach as well. Amazing, that website amazing is still repository up, of Vapor. Still up. And yeah. I, I'll, I couldn't remember the name, but I could remember the latest headline was the, ma the haircuts for men take down. Yep. That is still uh, the one. Wow. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> still the one. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. All right. So, um, Yes, uh, everybody give Dr. Doctorb a uh, follow on Twitter, D-O-K-T-O-R-B, Dr. Bing. And um, what was the, oh yeah, so back to the noise music question. This is going to be a long <laughs> episode, oh my God. <laughs> Just Steve, lots please. of quality content, yes. Please, uh, so what was it about the noise that, yeah, what did you discover about it that let you be able to listen? Because I can't. I, I try. Maybe I don't try hard enough. You know, well, it's certainly possible. But to, to be fair, when I first 
was presented with the idea of noise music. I hadn't actually heard it. You know, I was like the typical pleb uh, just deciding that I don't like something before I've heard it. You know, like, what, is it just a bunch of static? What, what, what am I going to get out of that? But then I started hearing um, when I first when I first really started diving into Vaporwave. I uh, one of the early things I discovered was um, uh, Windows 98, who now goes by their real name, Daniel Saylor. Uh a lot of their stuff was uh, very noise influenced, and I, I discovered it's it's less a, about being musical than it is about sort of going through an oral experience. That's a u r a l. Get your mind out the gutter. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it was like having a little movie just in your ears. You know, you you kind of go through this sonic experience, and uh, I that's when it clicked to me that oh, this is actually really interesting. It's just playing with different sounds that you can create to have an experience even though it's not necessarily what we consider as being musical um so what type of experience can that provide exactly though i mean it it depends on the state of mind you're in you know when you're listening to it what area like if, if you're just sort of laying down with your eyes closed and just immersing yourself in the music or if you're outside um I remember actually one of the most notable experiences to me, there's this album. I can't pronounce it. It's in Korean, but it's by an artist who used to go by 2047 and now calls themselves Drain. And it's just a bunch of like harsh cybernetic sounds. And every time I listen to it, I sort of envision myself as like, there's this giant machine empire that's sort of crawling over the surface of the earth and absorbing everything in its path. And it's like, in my head, like my flesh is being torn from my bones, and I'm being assimilated into this machine, and it's 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 kind of scary, but it's also just um, just a wild, almost psychedelic kind of experience, just sort of yeah, surrendering surrendering to this uh, to this sound. Yeah, like a drug, like you have to surrender to get the real full experience and have yeah. a good time, sort of, and that's probably it. I don't have a great time when I listen to noise. And that's probably because I'm not letting it take my, like, I'm not using my imagination. You know, I'm not trying to, to transport myself. Um, although I do like doing that. Um, now I've never tried with noise music. I have used, um, there was this program you could download. It was like a noise simulator where you could simulate different drug experiences through sound um oh i've heard of that i forgot that? what it's called though what is that called eye dosing eye dozer okay eye dozer yeah um so that could be sort of a similar thing but i never put it together that i sh that it should be a, a forced experiential sort of thing like where you know you're listening maybe to try and challenge yourself and get something back out of it. Yeah, I, I sort of put it in a similar space, and I'm probably you know wildly mischaracterizing this, but in my head, it, it feels similar to like progressive rock, where it's like there's just this sort of like meandering uh, progression of sound, and that's really what you're paying attention to, how it changes over time, whether it's musical or just some kind of harsh noise or some other sound going on. Right. Uh, I, like shot, that, I like that explanation for it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
um let maybe uh next podcast we all get together and have listened to a noise album recommendation from Stu. Stu oh shit Stu was the person talking just now and Stu's Twitter is S T U A D D yes S T U A D D wait can you say it clearly so so the best way to remember it for the at on Twitter it I just say Stu add S T U A D D ah yes yeah. like the addition I tried to put the whole thing in there, but Twitter cropped off the last few characters, and so I'm just I'm I'm here now. And what is the the accent like? Where did that come from in the name? I always wondered that. Oh, the uh, the little character stewad. Yeah. Uh, well, um, my name for those in the know, you you may already guess, uh, it comes from uh, Paul Atreides, Muad'Dib um, from the series Dune. Uh, it's a classic uh, sci-fi novel from the 60s by Frank Herbert. And I figured, well, my name's, my name's Stu, and I love Dune, so I'll just mash the two together. And then to make it a little more internet-y, I replaced it's It's, <laughs> uh, it's spelled M-U-A-D apostrophe D-I-B. I just replaced the apostrophe with a mm. carrot to make it look more computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Plus, man. sometimes... Uh, All uh, these years... Sometimes text formatters will interpret that as the DIB being an exponent, like in math formatting. Yeah, so just to add kind of, to the power of dib is how I've read yeah. it in my head for a bit. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's it's a really cool look. So, you know, yeah, whatever, whatever definitely, results right. I get are, are uh, fine by me. <laughs> um, yes, so twitter.com slash stewadd. Yes. And, and no, that sounds worse, though. It sounds like you got, you got ADD. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's easy to remember. That's fine. That's all that matters. And I don't, I don't, I don't post much, much on Twitter anyway. So it's if you can't find it, you're not missing out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we'll we'll link it in the um, description, of course. Yes. And I didn't give Priestess's Twitter either. It's I'm the so same sorry. as all my others. It's just Vapor Priestess. Super easy, Vapor Priestess, and you're you use you're mainly on Instagram, right? Yes. At least you have been for quite a while. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you, Stu, for that uh, insight into noise <coughs> music. And maybe we'll, uh, we'll have a challenge for next podcast. Ooh. Well, I, uh, let, let me be clear. I'm not, I'm not Mr. Noise. I'm kind of just started dipping my toes in the water over the past few years. So, But I'll do my best if it comes down to it. Okay. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out together. Okay. Maybe we'll get zero on that episode. Ooh, yes. Okay, so yeah, who else has been listening to music? Oh, I don't I don't like music very much. <laughs> you just like to write about it. Yeah, I don't actually listen to anything I write about. I don't listen to music ever. <laughs> uh, you want vaporwave or non-vapor first cuz I have like two well, different mindsets for each. Yeah, give me both. Uh all right. Well, literally the whole time we've been doing this, I've had uh a dream pop folk singer named Wiseblood playing, who is my favorite vocalist of all time. She's she's amazing. Uh, particularly the song called Movies, which I know I've talked to with, at the very least, Priestess. I'm not sure about if I've mentioned it to anyone else. If I had nice. to pick a song that I would call the best song, uh, it would be that one. Mm. Generally, like if I had to pick a single song, 
Um, let me grab the link. Anyone's curious. Uh, if it's the best song ever, we probably need to play it. <laughs> it's really good. Meeting chat. There we go. All right. Ways Blood? Wise Blood. It's from an Irish poem, I believe. I think was the origin for it. I don't remember the okay, poem. Cool. Though. All right, cool. Let's check it out. Here it is, folks.
thought of that. I really like Enya as well, actually. Makes sense. <laughs> voice always, uh, I don't know if anyone listens to the Carpenters, but she always reminded me of Karen Carpenter. Hopefully. I never have uh, heard the Carpenters, but I did see a video of her playing the drums in the 60s. Wow. Uh, I know my, my mom loves the Carpenters, so I grew up hearing a lot of it. She's a, I guess I would call it a, a rich voice. There's a, there's a lot of like texture to it, which I get similar vibes from Wise Blood a lot. Some of her songs just straight up sound like Carpenters songs. Dude, well, that was insane. <laughs> I probably need to get into the Carpenters then because that female vocalist sound, that kind of sad, folky sound is, um, it's my shit. Honestly. Yeah, hell yeah. There's, there's I, another, I love it. There's another singer I'm into that I got turned on to by Eyeliner. Actually, uh, she's mm. a New Zealand performer, Aldous Harding. Uh, listeners, mm. please I think I heard that she name. Has, uh, she has a Tiny Desk concert on YouTube. Ah, okay. It's like 13 minutes. Check it out. It's amazing. Well, it's like this. I'm Aldous in, Harding? I'm yeah. A-L-D-O-U-S. Man, that shit ripped me apart. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I... There's literally not a song I love more than that one. I love it. They, I had the pleasure of watching the video. Uh, oh yeah, the vi- well. the music video is incredible for this song too. Yeah, that was like, oh, fuck. It just, it, it, you can't really experience what it's like just listening on speakers. I think like a full concert version would really, I think, like yeah. blow my mind like next level, but. Still, that thing was like so powerful, man. Um, it made me want to listen to Sigur Rose again. I don't know. Uh, exactly, oh, that's but... actually same kind of mood. I would agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of somber but uplift- uplifting at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It, a lot of her music's not <sighs> quite Crap, this like sweating, sad, though. but uh, some of it's more traditionally folksy. Like the Carpenters, a lot of that music's not necessarily sad. I would say, and a lot of her stuff yeah. is similar in that vein. When she goes for yeah, it, true. man. <laughs> yeah, I'll check more of it out. That was great, and we'll link it also. Um, and what vaporwave are you listening to? You mentioned um, that also. I don't remember who had mentioned it in the uh, in the Discord though. It came up a couple weeks back. Um, what was it called? I, th- I wrote it down because it was a weird name. Uh, Experience Class M Archipelago by CD-ROM. It's an older mm. album I'd never heard of. And I've listened to it like 30 times since it got recommended. Lux. Lux was the one that recommended it. I was nice. like, you know it's good. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome, man. I, I've had that on loop whenever I'm in the mood for Vaporwave. For like uh, look it up. I'm, I don't know if I know that. Uh, yeah, let me, let me grab it. What label did it come out on? Fortune 500? Uh, maybe. Let me see. Uh, the first result is on Preview Guide. Which is the her other label basically yeah yeah uh it's just that's the one for just like free digital downloads right i think i don't know the the, i know the difference in theme but i don't know if there's. i I guess i that applied for the specific album i don't know if it's for all of them oh yeah this album with that crazy ass uh, i'd never heard it kaleidoscope cover it's really great yeah that's some good stuff right there yo yeah the sierra logo Uh, in the corner it's nice too I like that. Mm-hmm. I it's just very like uh, page. I like everything about this. 
preview guide? Oh, for sure, for sure. If you're listening, Lux. <laughs> uh, yeah, very like midi, midi like a Sega Haze sort of album. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Pernoco? Um, I've been listening to that new Skeleton Lipstick single. Uh, I think it's called Paper Never Sleeps. Um, yes, I saw you mention that. Yes, but we gotta play that. We got it. We got. We got. I, I haven't listened, so absolutely. No. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Cue it up. Vapor never sleeps, and I'm pretty sure Mindspring Memories did the cover for that. Like, mm-hmm. look at that cover. Who? That's like gotta be Mindspring, or it's Marcello very Lavin. Maybe Vapor. Uh, artwork by Marcelo Lavin. Oh no, it's not Marcelo Lavin. Huh. Oh, okay. So they do all kinds of stuff like that. Wow. But I've also been listening it's very, to. It's, uh, it's very much like Fire Tools style. Yeah, as well. I definitely see that. Don't like I was kind of curious about that too. But he did uh, tag the artist in the, at the bottom. Who did the album art for Vaporer's new album? Was it this guy too? Vaporer, because it looks like the same style. That like super saturated. Uh, it doesn't say. Oh, we'll never know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I've also been listening to a few of the artists that I heard on the most recent Sight Sounds and Conversations. Um, Drink Your Tears, nice. I Click, uh, Horizon Wireless. Oh, and, nice. And also um, one of the new songs from the DDS Fan Club album, uh, Lipstick Response. It's a really good one. TDS fan, DDS Fan Club album. Damn, I did not know about this. Oh, wait, you're talking about the exclusives by DDS? Yeah, the New World Club, whatever it's oh, called. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, the, the ones through the Bandcamp like, subscription? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, for a second yeah, yeah. I thought there was a comp by the fans of DDS. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that could be cool. Fan club, fan club comp. Yeah, usually I'll just listen to new releases, like actually, whatever pops yeah. up on, the, uh, on my Bandcamp feed. I'll try to hear all that. And also, um, I had a barbecue recently, and I was revisiting the Dream Car Project, which is Davey Havoc and some of the members of No Doubt. Oh, shit. It's kind of, it has a synthy vibe, and uh, they were playing it Dream- at the barbecue. No, no Doubt, you said? Yeah, Dream No Car? Doubt without um, Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Huh. So Davey Havoc's and the singer instead. Dream Car? Yeah, Dream Car. Just Dream Car album. I think they've only released one album so far, but it's pretty good cool oh that looks awesome got a couple videos sweet uh all right well so let's play mr skelly lippy's um new single vapor never sleeps here it is folks and you can follow skeleton lipstick uh skeletonlipstick.bandcamp.com and on twitter or whoopsie that's tumblr on twitter i think it's just skeleton lipstick as well Skeleton Lipsty One. <laughs> we'll link that and make it easy. All right, here we go. Vapor never sleeps. Thank you. 
Oh, maybe that's what it was reminding me of. Yeah, the synth tones in there. Yeah. This is really danceable, especially right now. Absolutely. fucking great Man, he just he that just knows how to make songs eh <laughs> don't you think mm -hmm. no not at all <laughs> fucking so good so for anyone listening who's unfamiliar with skeleton lipstick he's a vaporwave og he's been making music since like 2005 like electronic music something like that and started making vapor in like 2010 2011 but wasn't really in the scene and didn't really connect into it with the music until a bit later on but he's been at it for like forever and um he released a music video at utopia district just one week ago with the video by all helps break all hell breaks loops and it's a really really fun time uh check out that video as well we'll link it up it's called skelly smoochums and there's little green men come to take over the planet it's a really fun video in that one it's a gumdrop, muffin top flavored uh, Willy Wonka land. It's great. <laughs> muffin top. Um, those are the only parts you want, right? Like the rest of the muffin. Is that a hot take? No, I'm pretty uh, sure that's I the think... normal take. <laughs> that's a cold it, take, bro. It depends on the muffin. Like you say it was a I real nice hoist banana bread muffin. Yeah? Give me, yeah, yeah, blueberry, banana bread. You'll still eat the whole thing? Hell yeah! Oh, absolutely. I, the the different the differing crazy. in textures is important. Ah, yes. Change it up a little bit. Yeah. You bite from the top, then you bite from the bottom. You make sure the bottom's oh, so finished first. Oh, you it's bottom. Not as good, but. <laughs> yeah, you peel off peel off the top like a mushroom cap. No, just leave it whole. Just bite <laughs> in different spots, like a like a deranged animal. Just make sure if what it's about got the wrapper. Uh... Yeah, if it's got what one of those wrappers, wrapper, you peel that bro? off. Yeah. Yeah. No, just bite through the wrapper too. But then you get your fingers all <laughs> yucky. I mean, no, you get your fingers covered. No, that's why you leave the wrapper on. I hate it. my fingers. Eat. I keep that shit clean, bro. Your fingers don't get gross <laughs> if you just leave the wrapper on and bite through the wax. Oh yes. You can't teach that. No, no, you got to learn that. You have to be deranged enough to think to yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, trial and error, baby. <laughs> Yeah, um, exactly. if you want a hot take reserve regarding uh, baked goods, um, muffins clearly superior to cupcakes. 
Cupcake's got way ah, too much frosting. No, those those like are it. fighting that words. That is a take. That I am not, is a take. I'm not a, I like a little schmear of icing, and that's it. All right, what's, what's I, you your know, stance I used on... To love it. What's your stance on pound cake compared to real cake, then? Well, I mean, it's all real cake. It, it depends on what's in it, you know? Uh, that's not the right answer. That's not the answer I was looking for. <laughs> is that fruit your final cake answer? is it real cake. What cake? Uh-huh. Fruit cake. That's yes, fruit. Nah. It's not real cake. No, exactly. It's garbage. It belongs in the garbage can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember um, bunt cake. What's a bunt cake? That's kind of like pound cake. What's a, what is a pound cake? A bunt cake. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Isn't a bunt cake done in one of those like uh, donut it, shaped bunt, pans? Well, it's like I think it's Fair called right. a bunt pan, right? Isn't that why it's called bunt okay, cake? Okay, okay. Yes. Because I yeah. remember, and the only time I've ever heard it, and I've seen this movie so many times. Um, when I was growing up, my parents didn't really let me watch stuff with swearing or like the South Park movie, for example. I couldn't watch that when I I was like sixteen. I couldn't watch that. Um, but when I was 13 okay. or t- 12 or 13, I had a birthday party and one of my friends gifted me something about, uh, something about Mary on VHS. Oh. Yeah. And my parents were just like, yeah, movie. Cool. And I, we, uh, who the fuck knew what was on that? Cause like we didn't go to theaters to see it. His older brother mm-hmm. probably had him buy it for him. And then he gave it to me. It was my, the friend, right? <laughs> so I remember that movie quite well, watched it a lot. It taught me a lot about the world. And um, and there's a part where the the character's looking for a bunt cake, something about a cleaning lady and a dog. If anyone's seen the movie, you'll know the part. There's that crazy dog. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Mu- uh, cupcakes <laughs> less superior to muffins. I agree. I used to like the, the icing. I could eat it a lot oh when I was young. Oh my god, you people! But it's <laughs> just give me like a dollop. You know, a little. A little finger licking of icing. That's all I need. I'd rather the blueberries. Yeah. Yeah. I don't dislike cupcakes. Let me, let me be firm there. I just, people Before go I make some crazy haters. with the icing. It's true. Yeah. I, I want to bite through frosting with frosting covering my nose without even getting you to the cake Crazy yet. Americans. Uh, <laughs> so much I, Honestly, I don't really, I don't care that much about the cake part. I just want the frosting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just throw it out after <laughs> just scoop off the top um oh well, sorry we also have ice level our twitter expert um and outreach team member outreach lead uh ice level he's in toronto too ah. yeah a a <laughs> oh i get it that's like a that's like a canadian thing yeah eh? oh right. yeah bud yeah okay. um all right moving on priestess i know you're you're you know, vaporwave art is your thing, but I don't know actually how much vaporwave music you listen to. Um, so, not much. Not much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not very much. I, I listen to some. Um, yeah. I've been listening to Telepath lately. Oh yeah, of course. That's like yeah. the best go-to. Who is this? Tel- he's telepath. A, you said he's yeah, nobody. Telepath. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And um, Tupperwave, actually. Ooh. Yeah, just got him on today. Nice. And, uh, other than that, I, I listened to a bunch of like pretty old stuff, like old Tool from the 90s yeah. and old Eminem and nice things like that. Man, I was so. just thinking about old Eminem. Like, he had some classic stuff from the album that yeah, had the, the, the My Name the is theme song. song from Venom. The which song? 
<laughs> I didn't get the joke. I'm sorry, G-Man. Um, oh, God. The song. He did a song for Venom. Oh, like he did? Oh, ever. God. <laughs> yeah. The chorus is hilarious, though. You should listen to it. All not right. not now, well, but yeah, listen, we'll to, listen to it on your own time. Don't subject people to it. <laughs> yeah. Let me, so I don't forget. Eminem, Venom. Vem, vem, vem. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, Tupperwave. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was it, Marina, you were listening to, or the older ones? Um, I, I have all his albums. I just had it on oh, shuffle. Nice. nice, nice. Yeah. Shouts out Tupperwave, man. Looking forward to what uh, that guy has in store in the yeah. future. Um, and yeah, old Eminem is classic. Like the album that had my name is. Slim Shady, mm-hmm. what what is that song even called? Is it My Name Is? Yeah, I think it's My Name Is. Um, yeah, that that's a good album. Slim Shady LP. Marshall Mathers LP. <clears throat> Marshall Mathers LP was was good. Is that a different one? That's the one that had like Kim on it, and um, yeah, the, that song the, is kind of yeah, up. it's weird. Yeah, it's like a rape song. Um, uh, that album great. also had. The returning song Stan. of Eminem and Stan. Stan is a great yeah. song. Yeah. He has a new album out, actually. It came out in winter last year. And it's a re-release of an album that he had released before the pandemic. And then after it started, he added like five new songs mm. and re-released it. And he's got some songs about COVID on there, which sounds kind of ridiculous, but they're actually really good. Music to be murdered by. Yes. Interesting. But it's... There's that, two versions, and so I, like the I, I other get, one. Yeah. I get what he's saying with that title, especially if he has yeah. songs about it about COVID, and hopefully those. Like, I'm interested in the way he wrote it. Like, is it? And I doubt it is, but that like cash grab kind of thing, where he's like, "Oh, COVID's happening, got to make a song about it." I doubt it because I imagine he's taking the approach of longevity because yes. this shit is not going away. Um, yes, and also longevity for himself because he talks a lot about being 48 now mm. and wow. like that's I what did that's not... like for him is it like in the scene that he's in and i just i find that really interesting yeah um i don't know if you want to play it because it's kind of long but the main song about covid is called nat g-n-a-t and um but it is pretty long i don't know if you want to play it let's see how long it is it's only four minutes it's fine Okay. Yeah, it's 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 good. So cool. I recommend it. Yeah, let's check it out. I haven't heard. Okay. Um, I heard one thing he did that blew my fucking mind. It was like two years ago. It was in a video. I don't think it was for a song. It was like an interview or something. Um, uh, but yeah, I can't remember. Okay, we have Nat by Eminem, and hopefully we don't get fucked for playing this. We'll see. <laughs> 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 See, these bars are like COVID. You get them right off the bat. Infected with SARS and Corona. Like you took a bite off of that. Then it goes from Martian to human. That's how the virus attacks. They come at me with machine guns. Like trying to fight off a gnat. Still stacking my chips, hoes. Higher than Shaq on his tiptoes. Top the Empire State Building. This shit is like child's play children. I will annihilate, kill them. I fuck around and pile. Eight million dead little juveniles. Wait, children. I'll await my trial. They tilting. Ain't nothing you say could ever trump. Mike Pence will get killed. If you're hypersensitive, I wasn't referencing the vice president. Chill. I mean, my penmanship at times tends to get ill. Violence, but with skill. That's why I hint 
That's when I write ends up with the mic and pencil getting killed. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still rider, die for the squad. So you know which side that I'm on. If a battle line's ever drawn, but if I get involved, it'll be like canines in a bra. But not similar to Mike Pick it off. Cause even if I don't have a dog in the fight, they ain't never gonna get rid of the fight in the dog. Got stripes like a tiger, so you might get mauled The mic in the palms like claws, like a swing right for your jaw And rip it off with one swipe of the paw Bitch, you still on my dick or no? If I suck, your wife is a straw I'm sick and I'm not gonna cover my mouth next time that I cough Cause see, these bars are like COVID You get them right off the bat Tracked it with SARS and Corona Like you took a bite off of that Then it goes from Martian to human That's how the virus attacks They come at me with machine guns Like trying to fight off a gnat Yeah Got that dopey sense to me It's like pneumonia symptoms of contracting COVID instantly Which is what separates my flow from there So that no one gets even close to this To pose a risk to me so vocalistically That's social distancing Yeah Flow going viral You best stay strapped with that Lysol And get way back Get that pine saw And that Ajax Cause this dry cough is just like Football umpires calling a playback Bitch back the fuck up like 15 yards These rhymes call for a face mask Another 14 day quarantine They're cordoning off everything This shit looking like a horror scene Like me metaphorically Damn. Zim stay at home orders seem Like they just keep getting more extreme Who knows when this night Marilyn Like Monroe Norma Jean Still got that heroin Lyrical drip with that morphine And that Thorazine Cause I'm so fucking dope And you're a fiend And that's the one thing that hasn't changed For some semblance of normalcy But I might need that hydrochloroquine Cause I got that yeah. The dark horse, I'm a nightmare Mom fed me volume like air Thought that's why they called it a high chair Whoa. I got a contact like eyewear Whoa, wait a minute, bitch, let me lie here uh. 2020 hindsight in my side mirror Every year you drop the ball like Times Square My hair trigger whenever I get an idea like, fuck. Now my name rings out like a sponge mop My trip was a drop in the bucket So that gunshot you just heard just now When that one spot just came from the 9 mil That I just got, that's big bucks And I got a full money clip and I'm loaded I ain't even mean to go the fuck off Totally inappropriate with an opiate Groping it while I'm holding it like a trophy I'm hoping a little Cody will give me Odie And whoa, everything is slow, I begin to floating I know that I'm getting loaded, the pin exploded Hiroshima with the flows of Utopia With the dope, I'm an OG, I'm like the goat Here to get your goat, little bit of sodium It's assault when I'm at the podium Bitch, your throat holy, camoleum In a zone with the shit I'm on, get emodium And a commode because nobody's even close Your petroleum to plutonium, you're a phony I'm at the crib, but your hoe got her at the pole Like voting with no clothing, stripped down to a toe ring And here we go with the gloating I got my nose in the air like a Boeing Then I got into a little bit of an argument with her So I took a little lick of a Galana pin at dinner Then I hit her with the motherfucking ordinance and bitter Then I shot her in the liver, delivered it to the bottom of the river But I'm probably gonna jump in the water with her with a water money Cause I got a lot of it and when it come to dripping I be sobbing like a hundred mile an hour Never running out of either one of them I gotta get it cause these bars are like COVID Get them right off the bat Infected with SARS and Corona Like you took a bite off of that And it goes from Martian to human That's how the virus attacks They come at me with machine guns It's like trying to fight off a net that trumpet melody sounded super familiar, but I don't know why. Fucking goddamn, he's a genius. Is uh, he? Like, uh, you know, that's nothing new. Um, I wasn't expecting him to be as direct, like his line about Trump and Mike Pence. I looked at the uh, mm-hmm. release date, and it, it was December 17th it came out, so it was right before the election results, right? This past yeah. December, you mean? Like 2020? When was the election? Uh, what, yeah, when when did the results in? Yeah, so it was before oh, the results right, were in. Yeah. Not the election. That's when we took office. Then. And <laughs> so that makes more sense. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how long this song lasts and what it's like listening to it in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling talking about these stay-at-home like, orders and go ahead. There, there may be people who want to, you know, after the pandemic, like try to make like 
you know, movies about the experience of the past year, TV shows, like, you know, what it was like to be stuck indoors. Like, I don't want anything to do with that for at least 10 years. Definitely. Don't don't give me me any Corona-related media for 10 years. Yeah, we're already seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, the day the clown cried the COVID pandemic, please. Let's let's give it some time to breathe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and the song, the song I was thinking of before that I heard last year that I really liked by him. Again, I don't listen to him, and I just saw like the popular video, but it was Darkness. Priestess, you might I know actually it. haven't heard that. Oh shit! Yeah, that was real good. Very dark. Um, okay. Eminem or something else. Eminem, yeah, yeah, Eminem. I'll, oh, okay. I'll link it up in the chat uh, here as well as the description if anyone wants to check that out as well. Yeah, um, it's it's you. about the like mass shootings and shit. So, oh wait, no, okay. I have heard that. I'm sorry. Okay, I just didn't know the title. Okay, yeah, that one that one is kind of that'll mess with your head a little bit. Very powerful. Yeah, just like this one, Nat, mm-hmm. and the great great name for the song too, right? Makes mm-hmm. it it fits so well, and and the fact that he's saying it 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 goes from Martian to human is so perfect. Like. Because he's Marshall Mathers, right? He always uses his name in different right. ways. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. And also, I mean, that song is about longevity as well. Like mm-hmm. what I was talking about, not just the COVID. He worked that in there, too. Like pretty much the whole album is about that. Yeah. About how he's still around. So. Mm-hmm. Well, like 60 million views. Oh, wait, that was that's darkness. 55 million views. <laughs> so yeah. you know enough people are still seeing it but yeah i i can only imagine this the mental struggle that comes with it i have my own version of that it's the 30s version i'm yeah. an old man everybody <laughs> i've been there yeah so thanks for that that was a uh, nice and you know this isn't a vaporwave strictly thing and you know we talk about things like that all the time and it's nice to have different um especially big artists like i don't think we ever talked about a big artist like that on the private suite pod for example but it's something people might might want to hear you know this is an internet thing not just a vaporwave thing um and we're all living on the internet these days right yeah (laughs) yeah um whether we want to or not yeah so um i have a few discussion topics here and I want to know people's thoughts on them. Just things I think about here and there that uh, you know you don't when you don't have anyone in your real life to talk to about vaporwave and adjacent things, um, <laughs> but you have a podcast. You end up making a lot of lists of shit. So, <laughs> so here's one from the list: CDs, folks. Digital media on a physical form. What do you think about it? What's good about CDs? Why were they invented? Are they still practical? (laughs) And why do some people still collect them as physicals? Some people love physicals. There's physical, there's CD. Some people love CDs. There's CD only labels out there, right? So what do you think? Uh, I really like physicals, but I don't care about CDs myself. Mm don't like cds i I prioritize cassettes myself i think the instinct there that happens is like i mean i don't know you guys' ages but i'm personally 33 i i grew up with cds they were pretty ordinary you know yeah 
And uh, when they were invented before digital music really took off, it was the perfect format, you know, like it, it could hold yeah. it in amazing digital quality, lasted a long time, took a very little space. But, you know, now we've got digital files that you can easily back up, you know, with all kinds of cloud services and extra hard drives. So, you know, really we want physical formats for sort of an exotic novelty. And yeah. if you if you grew up with them, it's just it's just that same shiny disc. And who even has CD players or CD drives and computers anymore, you know? Yeah, I took all mine out. It's a waste of space. Need to use My those ribbon cables for CD drives. Drive, but it's like, I haven't upgraded it in like a decade, and it, that's when I put it in. Yeah. Hundreds of CDs and no way them. to play them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true, yeah. Now, if if there are, say, you know, Zoomers coming up, and maybe they'll get into CDs, and it'll be this exotic thing for them, sort of like cassettes and mini discs and stuff are for us. I, w- I would think so. Mm. I would imagine that's on the way if it hasn't already started. Yeah, that's interesting. Are CDs lossless? Yeah. Like, can you unpack the file and turn it into? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, they're they're waves. They're wave files. Um, so when you oh, write I, a CD, like generally idea, you, you turn it into a FLAC. If you want to, like, but I think collected. like there's, it's easier to have a CD fail on you because of the scratching and skipping compared to a cassette. Yeah, you know, that's that's the one big thing is just how fragile they are. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know that that's true. I think cassettes, this this is a, that's the real hot take right there. I think cassettes might be more fragile because CDs like you can scratch them, but you can also repair those scratches quite easily. I believe I've heard some toothpaste. You guys ever heard that one? Yeah, there's also oh, yeah, kind of, I've used that before. The plastic, and there's also yeah. places that will like fix your CDs for you, like de-scratchify your CDs. Is is that a hot take though? I feel like no one thinks cassettes are particularly durable. I, I certainly don't. I just like them more. Incredibly, scratches in the surface of CDs or DVDs can be fixed with softened wax. As with tooth, as with the toothpaste fix, you can use shoe polish, lip balm, furniture wax, or even petroleum jelly. Yeah, so, um, so like cassettes it, break like- a lot. They break in shipping a lot, and they and players break a lot. Um, that's true. Yeah, in in CD players, like you've got the 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 rotor that turns the CD, but everything else, it's just lasers. Yeah, you don't have to worry about moving parts. Yeah, what's the CD? Like one working tape deck in my house out of like eleven of them. The I mean, mechanical is, parts just die. It it is clear that from a technical standpoint, CDs are the superior format. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, fr- from the sort of emotional baggage we tie to them, it, for me personally, and you know, again, this is going to be different from person to person. I just I'm not interested in CDs or cassettes. CDs, cassettes. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Personally, like my ideal like vaporwave format would be a floppy disk, but you know, <laughs> there's no such thing as a dedicated floppy music player. The best you can get is stick it into a computer, copy the files over, and play them there. True. Yeah, I, I don't particularly. Uh, CDs were commonplace for me growing up too. I am uh, 29 or almost 29 in a couple of weeks. Um, I I don't really care about them. I find cassettes to be. They're, they're cheaper, they take up less space, and they look cooler for me as a collector. I don't really play the cassettes. I just like having them to look at and enjoy having. And then I listen to the digital files. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the real joy of um, 
physical formats, you know, people say they, they want it for preservation. If I want to preserve my music, I'll get it digitally and, and back yeah. it up, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's having this like almost religious totem that you can kind of project uh, all kinds of ideas and emotions onto. I think that's Just the real power that. of yeah. physical formats. Absolutely. Mm. Well said. I remember getting a DVD ROM uh from mp3.com from an artist like way back in the day like 2001 yeah <laughs> it had just so much music on it he was trying to like start a new format and popularize popularize it but never really came into fruition mm. yeah a lot of great stuff on mp3.com i always thought it was like kind of sketch getting songs from there <laughs> instead of like a, a piece of software like limewire or something which is also very sketch oh god <laughs> limewire <laughs> <laughs> but there's just something weird about mp3.com. Like, I felt like I was going to get a virus on there. I think there. I actually got it from uh, CD Baby, but, like, oh, through yeah, mp3.com. Yeah. yeah, okay, nice, nice. I never have actually found anything on mp3.com. They would always come up in, uh, like, Google searches, but it, it felt like one of those um, overly search-optimized websites that just have links to advertising pages and mm -hmm. no actual content, you know? That's what I always assumed it was. It's a really strange name. Ah, the, what is this label? They did the they did that Netscape album. There's a CD only vaporwave label. I think it's Oasis something. Oasis LTD. Yeah, that's it. That's one. Yeah. No, that's not the. They did Starcy. Yeah, no, that's not the one. Um, I know Bizcas did some CDs back in the day. Uh, Business Casual um and dream catalog also i have the 2814 uh birth of a new day cd i think i think um tat system corp also his label uh, Iris records has done a few uh cds that's right yes here I, they do cds every time for every release yeah 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 right so maybe it's like a european thing still kicking around over there a little bit a couple of the more recent Telepath albums were C had CD releases too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, he, the, well, the Lovers Entwined releases specifically. Yeah. I remember having CD drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're kind of those like black PlayStation CDs, right? Or am I making this up? I think I've seen. Oh, that I don't know. Some of them like that, any. Yeah. Um, and uh, the color variations. DJ Sabrina just did CDs as well. Uh, for her set at Rosewood, there was a Rosewood. Oh, yes. That's pretty cool. Um, Night of the DJ, and we have some very exciting uh, news for that. Actually, we've been working on a VHS for that hour-long DJ mix. So I cut the video for it. It aired at Rosewood. You can watch it on YouTube with some blurred portions. But yes, um, sneak peek info. We have a VHS coming, and it's it's gonna be fucking cool. Uh, I hope Heck everybody's yes. stoked. This this is freaking bothering me. How I can't figure out what label this is. Was it Wave Racers Collective? No, they do tapes. <laughs> Something is it Lounge? I'm not, I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. Dream Museum. Dream Museum ah. is the one, everybody. If you like <laughs> CDs, thank you. <laughs> I, oh, got it. Blashy has a CD on there. Fuck right. 
Um, yeah, Netscape is one of my favorite Vaporwave albums. Uh, and I do have the CD. I, I think it would be cool on tape as well, but it just fits so perfectly on CD. Like, you know, the install disc you get in the cereal box from AOL. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Netscape communicator vibes. Um, yeah, I could definitely see like if it was packaged yeah. that way. That, that, that kind of adds to yeah. that novelty CD factor, absolutely yeah. feels appropriate. It's, it's nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So check out Dream Museum. Uh, they are awesome. Chicago. Dream Museum's in Chicago. What do you know? Um, yeah, I, you know, I like CDs, but if I'm going to listen to a lossless file, I feel like I already have like a terabyte, no, no, no joke <laughs> of MP3s, yeah. not flax. So it's, it's a million MP3s, I think, or more. It's too much. Um, but you know, I have it all if I ever want it in Spotify and YouTube music go down because I don't trust services. <laughs> yeah, I, I like keeping downloads of my music library as well. Yeah, man. That's what I do. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Um, now, what, what I do like is sort of a compromise um, for the sort of CD-like aesthetic, although it's it's can be difficult to get a player as a mini-disc because I always like to imagine it's like the best of both worlds between a cassette mm-hmm. and a CD because it's got that nice, like, clicky, springy, chunky action, you know, like a lot of moving parts True. and levers and stuff when you pop it in the player yeah the, the mechanical really like, nature with the digital quality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like mini discs a lot one reason because you can't duplicate them easily and two um the led printing we're seeing on some of these mds from like underwater computing is so oh, yeah. fucking good it looks better than the <laughs> tapes most of the time do you guys check out underwater computing's stuff Oh, I freaking love underwater computing. Like, look at this shit. <laughs> they're yeah, they're they're uh, they are the best. Maybe Number the one, best. I, th- I would say so. I, I they blow me away every time, pretty much. C- cassettes too. Like, I I haven't gotten any of the mini discs. I've only they, got they do tapes also, cassettes yeah. from them. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and vinyl. They're, they're all so nice, so good. Um, underwater dash computing Treat yourself to a tape, a mini disc, or a vinyl. How many do I have? And I have like no, they, two, they don't do CDs. Two or three underwater like. computing tapes just chilling on my desk right now. Actually, <laughs> nice man. What what do you got? Uh, which one is it? Oh, it's just the one, but it's one of the reissues of a Channel of Dreams tape that I missed out on first time. Mmm. Dream Channel, yeah, Dream Channel. <laughs> um. There's a an ongoing joke I have with between myself and the rest of the vaporwave community that no one knows is an ongoing joke except for me, and that is <laughs> I will call Channel of Dreams Dream Channel forever just because. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he's, Channel Dreams he's like my best. Joke? He's like my best. He doesn't. I don't know if he knows it's a joke, but he's like my best homie. He's my main designer at Tiger Blood. Oh, I know Music that. Doc is channel of dreams and is our our designer at uh at tiger blood and um i don't know why but it's it makes me laugh every time so (laughs) (laughs) i'm uh i'm a pretty lame person i guess 
yes, dreammuseumrecords.bandcamp.com. Check them out. And no, no hate on CDs, of course. You know, I'm just interested in talking about them. I no, do no, have let's a lot. hate on CDs. I have a really wicked uh, CD player deck, but it broke, and I can't get the guy to repair the laser. And it's so wow. nice, and I can't find anyone's that look like it. You know, like the 70s and 80s, like desktop CD decks. Is it the just metal style or metal oh, style? Oh, one of the, like the full, like a full yeah. cabinet one. Um, no, uh, no, but just 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 a flat deck, a stackable, so you get your preamp, oh, okay. your amp, and your CD player, and your tuner, your FM tuner, right? So it's like the aluminum finish, one of those? Yeah, yeah. With chrome? Oh, okay. And they're, like, so expensive. They're more expensive than mini-disc <laughs> players, honestly, like, mini-disc yeah, decks. Yikes. Not portable, not portable ones. Like of the past. Yeah, so, I don't know, I'm keeping all my CDs, and hopefully one day I'll be able to play them in a nice deck. Because otherwise, I'm just gonna listen digitally, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Cool. Let's move on to a new section, then, everybody. And I did uh, while going to the bathroom, pour myself a nice shot of soju, a glass Delicious. of soju rather, and I had a shot of what? What is this? Is it sake or? It's Korean sake, basically. It's not. I don't think it's oh, made okay. with rice, but maybe it is. Gotcha. Yeah, it's I, I I don't know much my favorite. about alcohol. <laughs> the alky mahal. Um, so for anyone who's a collector, whether it's digital or physical, um, and I guess this this doesn't just work with music, but also art in general. When it comes to displaying art in your home making a space for music as a collector, as a music collector, art collector, and digitally as well on an organizational basis. So I know some of you guys are collectors in some capacities. Do you have any sort of um, approach to your collection madness? You know, any hot tips? Uh, I need some hot tips because I always forget the songs that I favorite and I can't type them in because they're in like Arabic or Chinese or Japanese and I got a hot tip for you. <laughs> G Ban? Oh uh, for the for physical I keep mine organized by the order in which I receive them, not by release or that artist is, or anything. That is the Perfect. best the best way. That's what I did until you run out of space and you gotta move to yeah. a new shelf. Well I guess you know you know that shelf comes after the first one, but <laughs> It depends on the, the space being utilized to display them, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, between vinyl and tape and MD and floppy, I can't keep... I can't. I don't know what I what shelf was put up when anymore. <laughs> you know, and it's... For me, it's fucking madness. I, I gotta take a week off of work just to organize my tapes and shit. It's seriously I, yeah, really I'm not, bad. I'm not in quite as dire straits. I, I have, like, 60 tapes, maybe? Tops. yeah true that's still a lot and um it's, it's a lot bigger than i thought it was going to be when i bought the first one that's for sure yeah and he, and having it in that order like it's helpful because you know what you heard in what order like you can keep that yeah, yeah. recollection sort of thing or what you bought in what order so to speak but um yeah for me, my physical collection is a fucking crazy mess. So is my digital collection, but I do have a really unique way of organizing amidst all the chaos. And that is, 
it takes a bit of work, but so YouTube, so Google Play Music and YouTube Music, they actually they let you upload your own tracks. And what you could do yeah. with Google Play Music was fucking amazing was set up a watch folder so that any song you put in that folder automatically automatically gets uploaded to your your account. And what's cool is if you like genres are really important to me. I organize all my music by genre digitally. I do the same. And when using Spotify and YouTube Music, the genres they choose are all over the place. Like it's a <laughs> it's horrible. Sometimes it'll say rock dash something dash something or you know like it the order of the words isn't accurate does the word electronic come first or is it second you know so you end up getting many duplicate sets of playlists to to make up the one actual style in your mind when it's just called metal you know i don't care if it has screaming in it if it's just instrumental or if it's rock if it's you know rocky sort of metal there's a billion kinds of metal but i put it all under metal right but it's impossible oh, yeah. to do that if you're using a service that doesn't let you manually adjust your genre or inherit the genre that you had set. So when you're downloading yeah. music, sorry, so did someone want to say something? No, I was just, uh, I was yaying you. Yeah. That's all. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so when you're downloading music and like trying to organize it and filter all that stuff, what you can do is once you've dragged all the mp3s into each of your genre folders you can select all of the files in that folder and manually edit the id3 to idv3 tag for every one of those files so it does sort of take a lot of work and like planning it's actually not that much work you basically drag a song into that folder right click it edit the id3 tag and give it the genre tag that you want exactly how you want it written and then it'll automatically upload to your google to your youtube music and then you can sort by genre and then get all the songs you want yeah. there's some dedicated music apps that are really good for that too like what uh, i use music b to organize oh, my music library b. i don't know if anyone's familiar with it they're good too because and they uh, they have like a music database index that you can pull your I, honestly your I don't from. I don't really use that I do every uh, I have a probably overboard meticulous nomenclature that I use for all my music that involves changing track names from what they originally are in a lot of instances Same. so they fit sit the organization that the I syntax. personally use yeah exactly and music music B is really good for that nice so if it's like artist name dash album name dash song name you want to remove the album name from the title for example something like that right yeah you can do that in maths with music b yeah you can do you can change any category and mass one at a time all at once and id3 tags as well right uh i don't spend as much time with the id3 tags I'm, i but i'm pretty sure all of the changes sense. are done to the id3 tags by default like yeah. within the app well, that's sure. only for mp3s right like i don't think flack has id3 it does actually it does music we can do flack in that yeah yeah that's why collectors use yep. flack instead of wave because it has the metadata oh that's awesome yeah M music b is very malleable it's a great piece of software yeah i actually use a very similar piece of software called beats 
B E E T S. It's a command line uh, tool written in Python. Nice. But uh, yeah, when you when you import any piece of music, it, it imports it to a local database, and it automatically looks it up on Music Brains to try to music find brains, the that's the one. metadata tags. Yeah. And it asks you if you want to apply those. And it's got a single YAML configuration file, which it, it easily allows you to change like what format you want the file names to be in, what you want the file structure to be like, you know, whether you want it to be organized by genre first or artist first or some other tag first. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe right. you just want the whole thing organized by year. Uh, and it's it's very flexible, very easy to change en masse. Mm -hmm. um, you send it a query and uh, you just say, okay, change all of these tags to this value and it will just do it. And you're doing that on Linux. So I imagine you're hosting your music from your, your home network as well, right? So you can get it yeah, on your I phone. Yeah, I don't and do any, any services or online stuff. I just, yeah. I download all my music and I play it on my local devices. Yeah. Oh, so you'll copy it over to your phone before you won't stream it to your phone? Yeah. Okay. So, so if you're if you're more akin to using something like Spotify or some streaming service, then I don't know how useful that is to. Yeah, there there, <laughs> there are a lot of tools you can use to set up your home streaming service to allow yourself to get your music from your own home network. Like even Plex, actually, you guys know Plex by now, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have, have a, to, a music. Like, is it possible to do without having a host name or? Oh, uh, like, like a dynamic DNS? Yeah. You can use your IP address. Okay. Yeah. But it's all account-based with Plex anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you should check that I'll out, bro. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, I've always wanted to have the ability to just stream my own stuff. Yeah, I think Plex is what you're looking for, bro. But there's also open okay. source ones as well, of course. Um, I know Groovy Kaiju and I have talked about one at least. But... um. So yes, back to YouTube Music. For Vaporwave, a lot of Vaporwave isn't on Spotify and YouTube Music. But what makes YouTube Music better, I think, is you can still upload your shit. So anytime I download Vaporwave and there's an album I like or songs from an album I like, I'll edit the tag, chuck it in the folder, and then it goes straight to YouTube Music, and then I've got it on my phone right away through the internet. And it's sorted by genre, and it's sorted by the date it was added to my YouTube Music account. So I can just open up the default playlist called Last Added, and it literally sorts, it'll show you the last thousand songs you've added, which I can't remember the last thousand songs I've listened to. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, but, but it is a paid service, like right? YouTube, YouTube Music is yeah. YouTube Red or whatever too, so you get free YouTube and oh, ads. I yeah. they're separate things. No, you get it. It's like a family bundle thing. No. And honestly, it's it was so cheap. It's like, I don't know why I wouldn't, you know, I, I buy a coffee every day. Well, I don't anymore, but you know what I mean? It's like $2 a yeah. month or something, nothing. Um, I The music player I use is, of course, Winamp because I'm not a pleb. But uh, <laughs> the llama's ass. Eh? <laughs> but I'm also using one called. Um, it's really cool. Uh, fuck, what is it here? Resonic iTunes. Reson fuck you. I hate iTunes <laughs> so much. Resonic player because it it gives you the best of everything, like a visual waveform of your music, information about it, like the bit rate it's playing at as it's playing it. 
um, whether it's lossless, but also it gives you a great file browser for your local drives. So it's not asking you to import or watch a certain directory. You can literally manually look at any directory on your whole computer through this software and and batch manipulate folders and files and albums all at the same time while listening while renaming and copying and pasting and editing tags it's like the most amazingly robust tool for music that i've ever gotten my hands on it's like a combination of foobar which is quite good for its own reasons and winamp i guess which is sort of bloated and old school but has a lot of yeah. room for plugins and whatnot and stuff so i would check it out resonic player yeah yeah one question i've uh, concerning organization something that i've been struggling with with my personal collection is uh i i also it's very important to me to organize things by genre yes but then when you get when you get enough of something in one particular genre like <laughs> my vapor collection i know then you start to worry about sub genre yeah exactly and what can be very difficult is, especially in the vaporwave scene, the proliferation of subgenres. <laughs> some of which like exist only for a, a, a single artist. You know, like uh, like Begotten. Begotten yeah. is the only hush wave artist that I know of, right? Right. And so I don't know what category to put it in. Like I, I try to like you know what's this isn't exactly slush wave, but it's close enough, so I'm going to call it slush wave just so I don't have a million different folders to put everything into. Yeah. But some of these things. <laughs> are so unique and such outliers the best i could do is maybe a miscellaneous folder and that's about it yeah vaporwave is solely why i turned all of my genres into the broadest possible thing (laughs) it's like i have like pop rock alternative vaporwave is just all of it i i gave up and i use i don't really use genre to sort i use usually use artist to sift through my music Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't care as much i just want to make sure everything is quantified so i just went with really broad terms yeah vapor i because i was doing subgenres for vaporwave when i first started and i was like no this is this no and then i just started i'm consuming changed them all to vaporwave it is it is hard and the only reason i do it is so that like i can sort of mentally map out where all of my music is and what it is when I'm going through it. Like I want to listen to something and instead of being presented with the full list and just being paralyzed, you know, it's, it helps just to sort of partition everything and figure out, okay, this is here, this is here. And it's, it's now like a a calculable thing in my mind instead of just this monolith. Yeah. True. I, I did find I found it pretty helpful in that sense when it, when I was sorting them by the subgenres it it helped a lot to to actually get a feel for what a subgenre was then once once yes. I started feeling familiar with them I was just like ah it's all vaporwave whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's kind of how I feel about it like I appreciate the subgenres but when I'm listening like I don't know I don't really care like I'm not gonna make a church wave folder for vacation Bible school. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, which is which is like I said, why in my efforts I try to coarsely grain it. You know, like this isn't exactly this category, but it's close enough, and I don't want to make one bespoke folder just for this one album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Bespoke. But that's a that's a that's a great word, bro. Thank you, thank you. What does that mean again? Uh, unique made just for this one just thing. Just for that person. Yes, just for that. Yeah. Bespoke. 
English with stew here, kids. <laughs> but yeah, oh, another thing I like about Winamp is the the like Music B. I tried to use it. I tried to use Winal. I tried to use all these other ones, but I always go back to Winamp because the amount of space it takes up is you can you can modify it. So I just sent a screenshot of what my Winamp looks like. Um, so I just you know it's my it's it's one list of every single artist in this in all of Winamp. So if you scroll, you're gonna pass like a thousand albums. But the search feature is right there. So I just have this window open all the time. Got my search, bam, there's a song, enter, play. Like super. Oh, I don't, super I don't fast. think I would like that. No. <laughs> I, I like I hate well, that's, that's it. why I, hate I use so artists so room. it compartmentalizes individual things. So I can search through smaller lists as I go by, but they're all part of that bigger list. Having this is a little too sterile for me. That's why I like Music B, I think. Yeah, well, you can... A little too far in one direction. It's all in how you do it, right? Like, if I... Here, let me let me show you another screenshot here. So this is the same thing, but I just pulled one of the windows down a little bit. And obviously, I've made the screen very small. Most people wouldn't have it this small. But right. um, you can like see there's an artist. You click the artist, then you see only their albums on the right side and songs underneath that. So it's this pretty, is it's pretty exactly cool. the kind of setup I love, where you have multiple panes. Yes, and in one pane, you you have like the sort of coarsest category. You choose that, and then you go one level deeper in the next pane. Mm -hmm. So you're not again like, overwhelmed by the sheer size of the list you're trying to go through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, well, that that's why I like the the artist search too. Yeah, for sure. Because then once once you stumble upon that artist that you're in the mood for. It's a much smaller list to sift through once you find it. It's like, all right, well, I want to listen to that. Yeah. And then you do. Um, I just use the search. I guess I'll throw my music B setup in here too, I guess. Why yeah, not? do it. Everyone look at our setups. <laughs> oh, I, you've got to use a whole monitor for that, bro. Holy shit, Bob. That is a whole monitor. <laughs> Dude. That's what I do. You. That's. There's so many other things you could be doing on there. <laughs> I don't, no, it's, I, it's not a, like I don't do leave than, it up once I pick the exactly. song. I'm talking I go to the like other windows. As if you can do more than one thing at once with a mouse. You could be clicking on eight things at once. What are you doing? I don't uh, want to do that. I'm uh, not a lunatic. I'm, you can't do that physically. That's the joke. Right? <laughs> so really, it doesn't matter. Big yeah. or small. I, I, I pop from the full screen once they pick what I'm listening to, then move to the next thing. Yeah. I don't really want it to be compact. I want to have it fill up the screen when I'm looking, though. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that, that's that's a key you're, difference. I bet too, you're right? an alt tab kind of guy, right? Yeah, once in a while. <laughs> I'll, I'll dabble. I mean, I don't, I don't not use it. <laughs> yeah, I, I alt tab all day, but that's because I only have one monitor. Yeah, I'm like hardcore I also only have one alt tabbing, bro. I was, I like went deep one time. Had to go to rehab. Well, yeah, you you need alt tab because it would take a day to get through anything otherwise. <laughs> Eight yeah. thousand tabs on five different windows. No, my alt tab takes up a whole monitor, man. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where's that? Where's that icon? Uh, so I just keep everything on the start menu exactly where it is. And nothing moves. Like, I know if someone's been on my computer, like, <laughs> just by like where touch the, this the placement of the windows. Who touched this? Yeah, my friends used to joke about it, like. Oh, dude, don't change the size of Indy's windows. He's going to know. He'll get fucking pissed off. <laughs> if someone <laughs> goes to my computer and, like, maximizes a window or something or moves it, oh, they're going to fucking, they're going to hear. 
Well, we held the pay. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Um, let's move on to next topic here. Um, oh yeah, so priestess. By the way, do you like collect art? And and what about displaying art physically in the house? Like, do you have a system for taking art down once you've seen it for long enough, putting up something new to give it life and rotating it? Or is your place covered in art like mine is and it's kind of obnoxious? No, actually, surprisingly, it's pretty sterile. I don't have much up at all. I, I like really clean walls and just yeah. I don't have many decorations or anything. Oh, God, you hate I it don't, here. I don't really know why. I just I don't collect anything. Nice and clean. The only thing I really collect is magnets. I have magnets from all over the world, but not art or anything like that. Yeah. You no. said not much, though, so you do have some stuff up. Well, a few things, yeah. But What, what I, prompted those being the things, though? Well, I have a Zero poster. Oh, sick! That <laughs> is yeah. so cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and then I just have, like, other random things, like, nothing really interesting, but... Yeah, the Zero poster is definitely my favorite. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, I, I figured, I'll never get tired looking I, at that. I'd ask just in case. Yeah, for sure. And on the topic yeah. of Zero, Zero Trash Wave, check out his Twitter because he's putting out a lot of art in the form of NFTs right now, which is pretty cool. We're not doing, we're not seeing that too much in the vapor scene, and he's he's doing some really great work. And on the topic of nfts i guess you know we're still in baby steps this is very very new thing and probably a year from now or two we're i bet we'll be looking back and kind of laughing because it'll be so common um but yeah zero with a o like a zero o <laughs> trash wave on twitter zero with a zero yeah i think it's from what I've seen. It's just uh, zero and disc at park really messing with the uh, the NFT scene. Oh, and and Christ too. Mm. He's, he's but as John Zabelli, not not with the Christ okay, persona. Cool. True. Damn, I didn't. I'll have to check out their feeds. I didn't know they were doing that too. Funky fresh. Okay. Um, I do have a point about wanting to talk about the importance of the artist that makes the album art. You know, we talked about some Mindspring Memories album art earlier, and I forget the name of the gentleman that made that other album we talked about. Um, oh, my memory is so bad. Vapor Never Sleeps from the Skeleton Lipstick. Um, you know, would people be finding these songs and connecting with them if it was just the file? And that's not uh, just in Vaporwave, not. you know? Yeah, so like... I mean... Go on. Yeah, I I think we know um, at this point the the visual art really goes hand in hand with the music. It's it's really part Absolutely. of the whole thing. You know, we've all been saying for years it's a really holistic art movement. You know, it's like when you when you look at an album, it's not just the music. It's the file names. It's the arrangement. It's the the weird emojis you see in the metadata. It's the album art. It's the little blurb on the Bandcamp page, it all comes together as one whole thing. So yeah, I mean, obviously, the the art contributes to it. I mean, half the time you're just browsing Bandcamp or YouTube or something, and you just see something and you say, ooh, 
I feel like I know what this is going to sound like. I have to hear this now. Yeah. Click. Yeah. It's pretty interesting that a lot of the album art that I've done isn't even Vaporwave. <clears throat> technically. Is that so? Freaking yeah. Like, what, what, what kind of stuff have you, uh, have you worked on? Um, I made album art for Skeleton Lipstick for a... Well, I don't know if I can say actually what it is, but anyway, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's more like rainbow floss aesthetic than anything else. Mm. Kind of like um, almost close to the kid core stuff that I make more than anything. And um, then that another plastic guy, garden one. Yeah, that's that's probably the closest to vapor that I've done in a long time. For album covers, yeah. Yeah. Are you taking commissions right People, now? Uh, it depends on the project. Yeah. Really. So probably yes. True. True. Well, if anyone wants to hit Priestess up, Vapor Priestess on Insta and Twitter. Um, yeah, even outside of Vaporwave, it's it's funny. Like we'll look through, and like you said, Stu, looking for album covers. Like it's makes me wonder how much music I pass over because it didn't have an album cover that connected with me in some capacity or just looked really polished or something. Mm -hmm. um, it's like tragic almost like how you expect it. But uh, yeah, if I'm going through like a whole labels discography, like usually I'll like pick the brightest looking ones or the ones that speak to me the most. Mm -hmm. But as far as like stuff coming in my Bandcamp feed, like I'll listen to everything. Oh, and that's yeah. how I heard the Vapor Never Sleeps by Skeleton Lipstick. Oh, nice. Yeah. Man, that's a lot of emails to go through. <laughs> I don't do the email. I just well, like check my feed on Bandcamp, a little lightning bolt. Oh, oh, smart. Very smart. I've never done that. Not once. The emails on Fridays in particular are very fun. Yeah. <laughs> May 7th. Yeah. I mean, prepare yourself. Th that's uh, why. Yeah. That's why I'm of the opinion, like, you know, Indy, you say it's kind of tragic, all the stuff you've passed up, but look, there's so much of it. You just have to have some kind of criteria for you know, winnowing some of it away. Even if it is good music that you're missing out on, like you have to reduce, you can't literally listen to all of it. It's just not possible. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, for me, uh, you know, skipping out on certain album covers is as good a criteria as any. You know, it's, it's easy. Mm. It's immediate. You know, you, you get this visceral sense looking at it. it, it it's it's just, uh, it's it's super handy, I find. Yeah. Yes. It's like if there if there's a mall on an album cover, I'm exponentially more likely to click on yes. it. Yes. For Vaporwave. If there's yeah. a mall there, I'm way more likely to click on that than if I wouldn't. And there's probably some great Vaporwave, specifically some great Mallsoft albums that don't have malls on the cover mm -hmm. that I haven't listened to because of that. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I find it it's interesting in Vapor how we commission these artworks, but when you look at the record industry, you know these artists get royalties on their album art they're not just paying get getting paid once and moving right. on right depending on the album and the label of course but um do you feel like the artist gets shafted like the visual artists of the album cover because we don't know who makes them all the time or very much we'll know who the musician yeah. is and what album it's for but who's making it and how are we making sure we support them too? There's only a handful of artists that I feel like don't get shafted. And that's generally because their style is so apparent that it's impossible to... Like Lunitas. 
it's impossible to not notice if they did album art for something. Oh yeah, yeah. Lunatic. Yeah, or like a Stands Keith out. Rankin or, or something. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, exa- exactly. Giant claw style. Exactly. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I, I, but outside I of that think... handful, though. What about city yeah. pop album covers? Like some of the best on the planet. You know, those people are still getting paid for their covers. Um. So at what point, you know, does the album cover designer say, you know, I'm I feel like I'm worth more than that or something? Because I feel like we don't give enough, uh, maybe money, probably, but definitely recognition and interaction if they want it. I don't know if they want it, but. I agree with that. I I really don't think that there is enough in the conversation about um, visual artists, whether it's, um, you know, album art or an accompaniment to a performance. But I think a big part of that is just you don't spend as much time with the visuals as you do with the music, you know, uh, music is, you know, by its nature, sort of a temporal piece. You have to, you're sort of locked into this amount of time to spend with it, to experience the thing. Whereas a, a piece of visual art, you sort of take it all, take it all in immediately, you know, and then most people will just sort of, you know, they'll appreciate it, but they'll, they'll look away and it'll sort of maybe fade into the back of their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and then they'll, re- they'll retain who made the music, that's hard to deal with, but not so much. I don't feel artist. like necessarily that for myself anyway that I should be making more money, but more recognition, sure, for a lot of people, I think would be good. Yeah, and but well, I mean, like in how, general, how do we? Well, yeah, of course. How do we like? Know, a lot of people, I just you know, even just making posts for the Instagram, it's like if you made this art, I don't. You know, there's no way to know. Yeah. So I'd like to give people credit. So what are some like techniques we can think of um, to help like like spread this dialogue a bit more? Um, uh, well, one one definitely is the crediting all the artists on Utopia District going to reviews. Yes. Yeah. That That's one's ongoing because a lot of it's pretty tricky to actually find. But Great point. Having having that information front and center alongside the the words about the reviews themselves, I have to hope helps a little bit. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, shouts out to you, G Ban, for making it happen. <laughs> Very slowly, but <laughs> nah, I wouldn't say so. No, I just think if people just when they release albums or whatever, if they just you know say who the artist is, because I noticed a lot of times that they don't. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the the Bandcamp's the best source for trying to find that when crediting it on the, the articles, too. Yeah. And it's it's not terribly frequent where the artist is credited. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not all the time. Not frequent enough, at least. Well, it's hard to know because a lot of times a musician might do it themselves, right? True. True. You know. That's yeah. where <laughs> old-style liner notes would come in handy, but... yeah. Yeah, it may be something we just want to sort of encourage a standardization where we always put the credit for the art, whether the uh, musician did it themselves or not. Yeah. Mm. Even just a note like art created by musician or something, just like a quick note somewhere on the page. I'm thinking Bandcamp, but just generally too. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to know who did the art, whether you did it as yourself, as the musician, or you commissioned yeah. it, or it was your friend, and you're giving them an opportunity to perfect their craft and do something professionally. Um, 
I think we we need to do it. Yeah. So anyone that's listening, feel free to uh, <laughs> work that into your <laughs> daily schedule somehow. I don't know. <laughs> we'll set we'll set an alarm. We'll set a calendar <laughs> reminder every morning. Thank an artist. Um, but on that note, we do have a place on the Utopia District website to showcase some art from um, people in the community and outside if we think the art pertains to internet culture or vaporwave in some capacity. So next up, we have um, video artist Tesseractive. His will be going up quite soon. And you can check it out at, excuse me, utopiadistrict.com slash art exhibits, I think. Yeah. Utopiadistrict.com slash art exhibits. Right now we have ecstatic PX PSDs work up there. It's been up there for quite some time and we need to make some adjustments to this page, but there'll be a new one up there soon. And hopefully this will be a place where we can um, celebrate the art, the work of the artist a little bit more. Um, and be a home for it because there's no home for it right now you know a place where that's the focus celebrating the album artwork or or the visual art right now we celebrate them alone you know we have all these vaporwave guides every year best best vaporwave guide 2010 vaporwave guide 2010 year <laughs> best hypnagogic best Mulsoft, all these guides where's the best album art guide you know uh, 2010's album art guide Get, you know, <laughs> let's work on that. New project, Utopia District. Give us a shout. We're looking for team members. <laughs> um, cool. So great topic, guys. Anyone have anything else to add to that? I don't believe so. Gucci Pucci. So I want to play a song from one of my favorite artists, an artist that is quite um, old, I would say. They've been around for a number of years maybe forgotten even though they're still making music um very interesting person and great song great album let's check it out the song the album is infinities the song is come on home and the artist is iacon one of my favorites everybody that hope, name in a while hope you ah, yes yes sweet sweet iacon here is come on home enjoy
beautiful track from Icon. Album was Infinities. Check it out. We'll link it in the description. And also, um, his new album is fucking awesome. Affinity. Definitely check that out as well. I think we reviewed that. Was that used to? We did. Yeah, I did a a quick look on that. It's actually like a remaster of an earlier album, but it's it still holds up it's it's extremely good and honestly the uh the the remastering on it it sounds much better yeah was that of um paralysis parallelism rather uh let me see here the new one's called affinity i believe yeah i don't know about the original one right yeah yeah it's it's a parallelism yeah yeah it's it's almost identically the same uh, album art yeah, Icon yeah, quite, quite is good stuff. fucking awesome, man. He needs more love, I think. Everybody check him out. Icon official, I-A-C-O-N dot bandcamp dot com. And check out his, his albums, man. Uh, Firmament is an amazing album. Affinity. His OG album, Dissonance. That's like one of my classic favorites. Oh, my God. Um, Dissonance. Wow. What a, what a giant. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, I hope you enjoyed that track, guys. Um, yeah, I, I got to say, it, it seems a little unique for Iacon's style. It doesn't sort of, to me, from what I've heard, sound like the rest of his stuff. It, it's a little more traditional than, than what he kind of does. Yeah, I, I tried to pick one that was more uh, palatable for the new type of uh, listener, I guess you could say. But that <laughs> album, for sure, is uh, certainly a lot darker, more dissonant, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, ah, yeah. Um, cool. So if does anyone want to play a track or shall we move on to one of the last two topics? I've got one, but like you can play it at the end of the show or whenever you're comfortable playing it. Oh, uh, let's play it now. Let's get her done, bro. What do we got? This song like encapsulates vapor for me. I instantly loved it. The atmosphere, the melody, the mood. Mm-hmm. It's uh, perfect for the type of thing I like to do. And uh, it's from... First Class Collective, and it definitely is a first class flight into inner space. <laughs> nice, man. Uh, first Class Collective, also an awesome label run by um, Middle Class Comfort and Zico. Check them out. Um, song is by Deljim. Deljim. D-E-L-J-N-M. I'm sure that's pronounced properly like better than that uh please don't go is the song from my only friend on first class collective and here it is
I'm so glad I chose to put on that song right now <laughs> so we could talk about it. Man, that was so nice. Like that is some true, true vapor, especially because I believe it was sample free. As far as I can, Ooh. I can tell. It seems like original vocals, original in- instrumentation, like that's all sounded like a VST, you know? Um, yeah. I, yeah. I love, I love the sound of that synth that, do 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 yeah pan flute? Like, pan yeah. Oh, I, I love synthetic woodwinds so much oh my god they're great they're perfect yeah fuck that was good um i'm definitely gonna check out more of this artist i really really like that we'll link the yeah. we'll link it in the description so everyone can check it out again the artist is delgem delgem <laughs> and uh if you're listening and you just want to check him out on Instagram, you can at never mind. It's gone. All right. No. Well, we'll have to talk to Ethan and find out who that was because that was fucking amazing. I love those vocals. As a singer myself, I really appreciate anyone singing in Vaporwave. You know, we're all um, creating the road as we run on it, sort of thing. Like figuring it out as we go and developing this this vaporwave vocal sound that still is not where it could be yet. It has not peaked, not even close. I don't think no, um, I don't, I don't compared think so. to Synthwave and outrun and the, the vocals yeah. and, and how popular that got with the midnight, for example, or FM 84. Yeah. Um, I, I believe vapor can get there and um, hopefully we see some vocals with it on. Got to get those like, those couple vocalists that pop up everywhere and start to define the sound. Like uh Dana like Fawn. Jean Phoenix for Synthwave, like that. Oh yeah. Fawn would be it, I think. It'd be me and Fawn out there, you know. <laughs> waving around signs, begging people to buy our mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> I got a discman right here. Check it out. I used to do that. After the show me and my band crew, we'd stand outside with our discman, copies of CDs, and they'll be like, yo, listen, put the headphones on, people, oh. like, forcefully. Be like, listen to this. It's just <laughs> like what you just heard in there. You're going to love it. Buy it right now, please. We're, we're starving. We need tr- money to get home. <laughs> uh, please, we can't leave. The car is impounded. Please. Yeah, we have no gas. Yeah, that was fun. Um, cool. Uh, so, awesome song. Thank you so much, Pernoco. Um, Thank you. What did I want to talk about last? Oh, yeah. So it wouldn't be a an episode with G-Ban if we didn't get to talk about games. So we're going to talk about some games. Talk about those <laughs> Vigi games. You know, that PS Triple. All right? <laughs> yep, that's the one. That's the new one, I think. <laughs> I, I, I know a lot about games. I'm pretty sure the PS3 is the new one. <laughs> PS Triple, bro. Yeah. Uh, um, so what, what have you guys been playing lately? Stu and I have been playing Battle Block. Yes. Ah, Battle Block Theater? Yeah. Or is there more than one of those? No, no, going, taking it back, yo, doing that classic co-op. <laughs> yeah, very, very fun. I, I gave it a try some years ago, um, but it's, it really is made for co-op. Yeah. It's, it's really the way it's intended to uh, be played. Okay. Yeah. We need two more people as well. Hit us up. I've got yeah, that. I'm interested. I think I have an extra copy, Pernoco. Oh, yeah. No, I think I have one, too. Oh, so nice. Yeah. We, we, I think that was given away on Steam at one point. Or probably. through Humble, maybe. It is cool. I'm pretty I sure it's free at some point. 
I think that's how I got it. Was most of the games I own were through sales and humble bundles. And yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so it's 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 good. We're almost done. I think maybe like three quarters of the way through would be my guess. Yeah, I think we're in the fourth level. Yeah, fourth world. Yeah. yeah. Well, for anyone who's played it, um, you'll know. And anyone who hasn't, it's a, made by a great dev. They did uh, Castle Crashers. Um, what else? Uh, Alien Hominid, I think. Oh, I haven't heard of Is that. that too? Be- uh, Behemoth Studios. Yeah. yeah. We make games. Or, well, yeah, Alien Hominid. Yeah. Oh, Pit, Pit People, they're... dude. That's awesome. Yeah, that's their that's their newest one, I think. That no, was I, Alien Hominid. Uh, I think. There's At least according sequel, to the website. Not out yet. Um, but Pit People is a fucking awesome game, dude. People should play that. Is that, is that multiplayer? I played that at PAX East a few years ago, I think. See, there you go. That's that's the character coming out right now. So now we know G-Band goes to PAX. <laughs> I would love to well, go to yeah, PAX. I, I, go to, I go to PAX in a professional capacity. Yeah, for sure, man. I would love to. Man, I can't wait till we get to do Vapor... Uh, coverage in a professional capacity we've got that uh show coming up in october is it pernoco for neon city november october right november yeah november 20th and the 21st Mm. so hopefully we can um you know do some reporting on that that should be fun but um yeah check out this studio pit people castle crashers and battle block theater um, I haven't been playing much games. Uh, Rocket League and Halo a little bit with uh, hey, DS League. Dude and um, Chief and and Groovy Kaiju. Um, Rocket League's great. It's one of the only games you can play where I don't hate that I suck at it. I have no problem with it. Yeah, well, you, you get the matchmaking. I put a lot of time good. into that. You can get matched with your your play level, but um, Groovy is like diamond or platinum like but better than platinum he's so good so he's like i i, I wouldn't want this we we <laughs> the, the group of friends i play with we hate those people so yeah <laughs> I, I i don't have hitting the ball when it's not on the ground mastered yet mm, after like hundred hours yes so yes um I'm pretty bad at that game too oh priestess took off yeah thank you so much priestess if you're listening to this show Afterward, it was such a treat having you. Um, you're the best, and love working with you. Looking forward to more. And she she said her phone might die, so I think and oh, she yeah. said it might be an abrupt thing. So I think that's what Ooh. happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, on the topic of priestess, um, just quickly, if, if anyone's on our YouTube, you may have seen some cool videos called "Let's Learn," and it's priestess hopping on mic and screen sharing her phone while making some vaporwave art. Um, different, maybe not from scratch, kind of different portions of what what goes into making a piece you know whether it's uh, sourcing a material or getting to know a new application something like that so it's a nice opportunity to sit down with someone and listen and just hang out while they make art so you can check it out uh, youtube.com slash c slash utopia district and they're called let's learn with priestess very relaxing even if you don't actually learn anything from it or can't draw she should do some <laughs> asmr yo <laughs> I, I love like i'll watch them over and over just because it's so calming and 
nice to absolutely to watch and listen to at the same time and i really look forward to what we can come up with in the future some longer episodes maybe things like that um should be fun and yeah priestess you're the best thank you um what was uh oh yeah gaming uh, yeah, yeah. uh chief Alif also he is fucking amazing at halo like <laughs> he he'll use a controller and i'm on keyboard and he'll just waste me i won't get a single kill and he'll, he'll be top <laughs> of the ladder it's cross-platform i don't know how you can use a joystick to quickly aim at someone's head faster than you can a mouse it's it's i mean it's generally ungodly it's a big it's a big problem for a lot of cross-platform oh games. he I, and but they think There's they a all do. Pandemic I'm pretty sure. Rainbow Six because of that. And uh, Groovy all use controller. I'm not certain. I think Chief that. has even told me in the past that uh, they used to play like in a pro league. So like, uh, very very skilled. That makes sense. And back in the day, pro league only supported controller because Halo wasn't on PC really. It was, right, but yeah. only Halo. Well, one and two, two were. But yeah, and they they it was kind yeah, of a exactly. shit port to be honest. Um, minus some of the mod stuff that you could do with it. Yeah, uh, that was awesome, yo. Land parties, kind of cool. playing Halo yeah. One, land parties like Blood Gulch and all all the the ice level, um, Sidewinder or whatever. Um, Sidewinder was fucking great. Yeah, although the the best maps in that game never got the popularity they deserved. Mm. And it's a crime. Boarding action is the best map in that game. I don't, Hot take. Maybe that was in Halo One. That's the one that's like a. Yeah, that's the ship that's like split in half oh, yeah. and you're on two opposite sides of like a void. Dude, that is such that a good level. That level's amazing. Oh my god. Also, level? Chiron TL34, the one with all the teleporters is amazing. Oh yeah. That's those two were my favorites and no one seems to care about them. Oh man. Are they, are they in Halo 3 or Reach? They were Halo 1 maps. Yeah, but did they did they bring them back? Uh, I don't think so. We need the experts here for Boarding this. action maybe. Chiron, I'm not I don't think so. Oh fuck. I think DS dude was going to come on the podcast and I forgot to tell him. <laughs> oh. I told him last we're, week. We're never going to do this ever again. Yeah. So that's a sheet. I guess he won't be able to do you it. Missed out, bro. Um, <laughs> no, he was going to come out last week and then I got my stomach ache and I had to cancel, right? Uh, so yeah. Not for nothing. Remind. I actually think while we've been recording, there's been a, a sort of Rosewood community sort of like show and tell thing going on. So I, I think he's been occupied. Oh yeah, um, that makes sense. Isn't Molo doing a thing like that late later tonight? Yeah, but oh, it's tonight. just been sort of like yeah, just a Rosewood like you know everyone show each other what you've been working on, you know, just hang out, appreciate each other's work. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, I, he may not have been able to make it today anyway. For anyone that doesn't know what Rosewood is, it's kind of like Utopia District. It's just a fucking awesome group of people, a super cool collective, and they throw live shows and shit. You may have seen some of DS Dude's shows. We talked about Sabrina, the TJ's teenage DJ, playing at Rosewood Night of the DJ earlier. Um, yeah, uh, I, the best place right now to follow Rosewood would probably be DS Dude on Twitter. Um, but we'll, we'll link in the description if we get some more info on that because those guys are great and you should follow every one of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, cool. So what games uh, you guys been playing? Uh, I play Rainbow Six Siege basically daily. Dude, what? Dude, you got to invite me, bro. I play on console. Oh, you fucking noob. 
I, Sorry, I, don't, I don't enjoy I don't enjoy PC gaming nearly. I prefer console. Honestly, that's just because you're gonna get have. spanked. <laughs> eh. No, the the oh, game has oh, a hurt. mouse and don't keyboard cheating pandemic. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll have it's, to it's play rough. PC games that also use controller. Then, so we're on a level playing field. But co-op games. Like are the cool only too. the only shooter that I've played in that capacity where I didn't feel like I was at a disadvantage was the first Titanfall. Using a controller did not feel like a disadvantage on that one because of the Titan combat largely. But nice, nice, yeah, for sure. Uh, isn't Titanfall too free this weekend? Uh, I think so. Ah, such a good game. Dead player base. Titan. Titan. So sad. One of the best shooter campaigns ever made. Se- if seriously. Not the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, I, I would put that up there with like Half Life, even like the original Half Life, as far as shooter campaigns go. Titanfall two is so great. So is it as of? <laughs> Hold on, let me read out the tweet here. We heard people play one of play Titanfall two this weekend. So join up Steam and making Tiff two completely free to play starting right now through May third. Okay, so it's not free totally. Yeah, right. week, a free to play weekend. Um, There's like a big movement because they announced that they were working on a new game and that it wasn't Titanfall three. So there was like a huge upswell in people wanting to be like. Let's make Titanfall popular again so Titanfall 3 happens because EA basically executed Titanfall 2 before it came out by screwing up the marketing and the release time. Right, so right, let's make right. it popular now. They yeah. released it two weeks after Battlefield 1. They're both EA published games. That was ridiculous. I don't get it. They I still don't understand. No, they threw it under the bus. There's so many videos on that. Like, Absolutely. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's, they released uh, two shooters like, from the same publisher in they two did that weeks with Anthem that played too, to the they? same group. Remember Anthem? With what? Anthem. You probably don't remember. Oh, Anthem. Yeah. Anthem failed for I a don't lot remember because fucking no one played it. <laughs> a- Anthem failed for a lot of other reasons. Oh, yeah. Okay, true. That was just a really bad game that was unfinished. Mm. Unfortunately. There's um. There's a, if, if you're interested, the, the Jason Scryer article about the development process for that is worth a look. All of all of his deep dives in the studios are fantastic. Yeah, nice. Um, let me find it. Yeah, do it. Also, ooh, looks like the new Halcyon Tapes album just came out by Echo, SimCity.Wave. It looks like a nice little cover there. Let's There's a VHS for it, too. Yeah, VHS. So it says sub-exclusive right now. I know he... Like uh, maybe tomorrow or by the time you listen to this episode, it will be available for everyone. Um, damn, this looks nice. I want to see what's on that VHS. Probably the album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you been playing anything, Stu? Solaris or whatever it was. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Stellaris. Is that the uh, RTS game? Yeah, well, uh, not RTS. It's it is real time, but it's more of a grand strategy. So it's very slow moving. Like uh, I've been playing for over twenty hours one game. Like you go from the year twenty two hundred right to the year twenty five hundred, and if you're the most powerful empire in the galaxy, you win. So it's sort of like civilization. Only. Sounds and pretty fun. Yeah, it's it's uh, very 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 long, but very engrossing. Uh, but in addition to that, I've been playing f- years working through it pieces at a time. I've been replaying the OpenMW engine 
next. Uh, you're cutting out. I'm, I'm, yeah, oh, am I? Too, I miss, yeah, I dropped. Starter one more time. Is that the one right. with uh, multiplayer? Like you could add multiplayer to it? There is a version that um, puts multiplayer into the game, but that's like a separate maintained piece of software. Uh, but what yeah, I haven't this? really tried that out. Morrowind, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah, uh, so there's the game Morrowind, which came out like 2002, so it's uh, an old-ass game. Like, it's like yeah, one of my the favorite games Elder ever. Game. Yeah, it's, it's the best Elder Scrolls game, absolutely. But yeah. what I've been working through is uh, not even the main content of the I've been playing Tamriel Rebuilt, where this this was a mod that was started before the game even came out. So uh, for those of you who don't know, listener, the Elder Scrolls games take place on a continent called Tamriel, and each game tends to focus on a different province of that continent. And originally, Morrowind was supposed to be the entire province of Morrowind, but it ended up being reduced to just a big island middle of the province. So it all takes place on the well. island of... Vardenfell. And when that information came out, right before the game was released, a bunch of modders in the community said, well, they're going to come out with modding tools like this. Let's put it together ourselves. Let's create the mainland. And uh, so ever since like 2001, they've been putting this together and they're almost, they're more than halfway done with it. Like complete, completed putting the whole thing together. And even and bigger years that, later. Yeah, an even bigger chunk than that is you can actually walk around like there's exteriors and buildings and NPCs, but there's no quests, nothing to do. But more than half of it is absolutely. And then there's some separate teams working on different like Skyrim, uh, Cyrodiil, where Oblivion took place. They're slowly working on adding that. So who knows, maybe in the year 2090, you'll be able to explore the whole continent. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. And so you've been yeah, playing really that Bethesda did it. for how long? Uh, I I first installed Engine OpenMW in like 2018, and so like I'll play in spurts. Like I'll, I'll do a whole lot of stuff and get a lot of side quests done, and then I'll get distracted by something else, and then I'll come back to it. And uh, it's yeah, yeah, it's it's just very engrossing for you know like a few weeks or a month, and then I'll I'll put it down and come back to it later. Mm-hmm. True. I kind of hate games like, a like really that. Good idea. Uh, it, I I love the idea of that. Maybe hopefully the game caters toward it a bit better. But I'm so bad at that. My memory is so bad. When I pick up a game after I put it down for a month, oh, I'm like, yeah. yo, what are the controls? What's happening? Who am I? Uh, it's a in huge problem for DLC expansions too. Oh yeah, dude! It I takes bet. like f- five months later. You come back to a game for brand new content that you were awaiting, and it's like I don't remember the controls. I hope they have something about that. Right. <laughs> Eventually, it'll come back to you if it was a long enough game. But yeah, if it's a hardcore like fat like the Doom Eternal DLC, that's not a game where you can be out of practice to get the most out of that. And it's like mm. eight months later, like here's DLC. Yeah, gotta relearn it. It's it is uh, it is rough, you know. You you gotta kind of get back into the groove of it uh, when you've been yeah. like training your muscle memory on something else, and then you yeah, just feel exactly. like a baby playing it again. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of developers are aware of that, and they work that into the beginnings of the DLCs, but not always. There's this one know? game I really really wanted to play like so bad. I bought it and I was gonna play it with my friend. It was like a fighting multiplayer fighting game, and 
it was it was like so it was supposed to be like the the fighting game to kill all fighting games at least that's what i saw it really blew me away i was like what the fuck this is going to be crazy and i went to play it and it was too hard for me to learn and like you know if i can't learn it you know like you know my, my a couple of my friends were able to learn it and get in there and play a bit longer but like i couldn't even really get to the point where i was good enough to get through the tutorial and play oh, like no. i did Thanks. but i but by the time i was done it took like three different sittings to get through the tutorial and i didn't remember it by the time i was done you know so um i'm just scrolling through my list trying to find out what game it was it started with an a um I'll keep scrolling while you guys um, talk because it was a really neat game. I, I want to talk about it a bit. Uh, Absolver. While Indies. Oh, Absolver. Yeah. What was it? Absolver. I'll put a video. Oh, oh, that game's the mechanics of that game are crazy. Yeah. You can like you create your own combos and take it yeah. online. Yeah. And those people have to learn encounter combos that they've never experienced before that other players made. There's the depth of those mechanics are insane. Yeah, it it is so deep and it's so amazing. Like, I want to learn this game so fucking bad. It looks like there's 61 people still playing it, um, but they're they're probably so pro at it. Like, there's probably no point. But if you look at the trailers and everything, it's like, yo, I want to do that. But I'm so bad. Like, (laughs) it's just embarrassing. But, um, you know, it sucks. I wish I could play this game, but they they can't make this game without these deep complex mechanics so yeah you know um uh, have, have have any of you guys been paying attention to the uh the new odd world remake that came ooh, out on the nice. epic store recently odd world that was no. by uh, um double fine right no 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 this was no? Uh, i think it's just odd by, studio yeah. oh wait it's it's odd before studio, double yeah, fine's time isn't it yeah it's older playstation yeah. one game odd world right Oddworld's yeah, yeah, yeah. very old. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, it, this this one is actually a remake of, um, out of the the whole series of Oddworld games, my very favorite one, Abe's uh, Exodus. And uh, mm, I yeah. was super excited to play it. I heard they it was coming at the again? beginning of the month. And was that, Graham? They remade it again? They remade Abe's Exodus, the first one. But so oh, back in the 90s, oh. they, they made Abe's Exodus, and they, they were planning to do like a whole five-game series. But Abe's Exodus sold so well that they spent nine months and made a second game because they basically had all the assets already. They just had to add a couple new gameplay features, and it was a, a whole new game, gotcha. and in, in my opinion, a superior one. But I was so excited to play it, but it's an Epic Store exclusive. Ah! Yeah. So yeah. wait, this isn't new and tasty then, right? Or is it? No, yeah. New and tasty was the remake of the first game. This is the remake yeah. of the second game. Yeah. Okay. And that's different from the one that came out on the PS5. Did something come out on the PS5? Yeah, there was I, an Oddworld the an, an odd world game was, for free was part of Plus. I, it debuted on Plus last month. Soulstorm. Soulstorm. It's a brand new game. Yeah, that one. Soulstorm. That's that's the that new one. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's the remake, or it isn't the remake. That is the remake. Yes, the remake of oh, the okay. second game. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, so hopefully in a year it'll come out on Steam, but for now I've just uh, I've got video game blue balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was a plus game. I had it installed and then I oh, deleted Lost it very quickly. Yeah, um, it was kind of clunky. It does, I, oh, the, yeah. the port doesn't seem very good. I'm gonna disappoint you now. It doesn't seem like oh, a particularly good port. Don't tell me this. Don't tell me this. 
Well, it's probably hard well, to port just that port. and make it polished. You know, like I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. Well, well, we'll see in a year when it comes to Steam. That might only apply if, to if it the PlayStation to version, anyways. I, I don't think it got a very good critical reception. Mm, true. Uh, so, what are your what are some of your favorite games, guys? Uh, I actually have that ready to go because my favorite game's been the same for like eight years. Uh, it's a very weird sort of point-and-click adventure game called Kentucky Route Zero. Yes! Such a fucking good game, dude. <laughs> it's I the greatest game, game ever made. Sale. It looks very interesting. You should. You should it get is. it. I, I would just... One of the ways I like to describe it, it's generalizing a little bit, but it's like the Twin Peaks of video games, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As far as uniqueness You're and weirdness. It. <laughs> it's a... Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hawk hawk my own bullshit for a second here, but I wrote an op-ed about why I love. Oh, the game. cool, man! Uh, yeah, please. Wait a minute. Let me find it reminds it. me of. I like also, actually, Limbo. I reviewed the game as well, but more. I'm looking for that. That's op-ed on your first. on your personal website or whatever, right? Well, on Push Square, the the gaming outlet. Right oh, for. Push right, right. Yeah. Um. That's the review. So atmospheric. Where's the op-ed? Are they coming out with another season or what? What? No. No, no. No, it's over. Off to bed. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to move on to a new project. They haven't made one. Though. They made yeah. Trennial Game Collection, like which is just a bunch of 3D weird shit. They made one piece of that. That was like an oh. art installation thing, and yeah. they contributed a, an element of it. Yeah. it's like, Cardboard computers, literally these... three people. Oh, okay. Which is why the game took them like nine years to finish. Yeah. Are they working on something new? I, I don't think they've confirmed if they are. I think they're still dealing with some of the leftovers. Because mm. it's an old Zero. game. Like 2016, some of the, like, I think. Releases. 2013, this game came out. Jeez. Episode one came out in 2013. Okay. It didn't end until 2019. And how many se- episodes are there? Five. Five. Okay, cool. The release schedule cascaded. The first two episodes came out like three months apart. Then it was like six months. Then it was a year and a half. And then it was like three years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it, it's literally perfect. It's a very hard game to recommend, though. It's There's like... I know like three people in my life that I could recommend it to safely where I know they would get it. And everyone else would be like, this is garbage. I hate this. <laughs> completely unlike anything i've ever played yeah give it a give it a shout give it a shot peeps Uh, at least watch watch the trailer we'll link that um fuck i forgot what i was gonna say well i'll go with one of my favorite games i guess um journey what you got fuck yeah y'all play journey the the greatest game score of all time you could, I've never had the opportunity one. to play could Journey, but I've always wanted to from the looks of it. Oh, it's on Steam that's now. On, that's on Steam. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh. The same publisher as Kentucky Route Zero, actually. Annapurna made the PC port happen. Mm, nice. I That's funny, because the art style is sort of similar to Kentucky Route Zero. Like the polygon and pastel kind of look. The especially the original art style of Kentucky Route Zero before they changed it, mm. like the the Kickstarter trailer had a similar art style, especially. Mm, true, but yeah, Journey. It's like 
one of the best journeys you can go on, like experiential and profound. Yeah. Um, it's a game that's going to make you think about yourself and your life. And um, it's like a meditative it's a perfect state. introductory game to people that don't play games too. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's very simple. The controls straightforward. Um, and it's just, it's a wild ride of emotion with no dialogue, talking, language, words. It's all done through sound and imagery. And it's fucking epic. Please check it out. That, that, those devs actually made a few games. Um, Flower is another one. Flower is amazing. Yeah. That's more of like flow is flow's not flow, as fun to play, but the music's incredible. Yeah, true. I remember playing that when it was like a browser game. Yeah, I remember yeah. the browser yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're fairly old, that's for sure. And flowers on game Steam company. now too. That game company flow is as well, and Annapurna ported all of those, I think. Oh, nice. Flower was them as well. Annapurna, Annapurna Interactive. Huh. I yeah. don't know these guys. Oh, they made Wadam. They are an indie publishing studio. They are the best publisher oh, in the publisher, gaming industry. I see. Yeah, they made Wadam, which is the the new uh, Katamari thing, right? Yep. Yep. What Remains of Edith Finch. Edith Finch, another um, fucking great game. Yeah, absolutely. Goragoa they published, which is hot take here. It's the best puzzle game ever made. Goragoa. familiar with it. Goragoa. G-O-R-O-G-O-A. Mm, cool. I freaking love Annapurna. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at their stuff, man. This is some... Oh, Unfinished no, Swan? Dude, I love that yeah. game. That was a... Uh... Oh, it's on Steam. Sweet. I played they, that yeah, on they PS3. Yeah, they did the PC port for that one, too. Nice. That is a beautiful, beautiful game, too. Great experience. That's the same Great... developer as you. It's on my wish list. Nice. Giant Sparrow. Un un unfinished Swan is incredible. Oh, and they did Florence, too. Fuck, yeah. man. This is great, See, great Annapurna is a gold mine. They have the one. best publisher in it. Yeah, game. yeah, for sure. We'll, uh, we'll link these in the description, too, folks. Um, cool. Thank you for that, uh, G-Band. And yes, please, everybody, check out Journey. Um, I, you know, it's... <laughs> This is pretty much the best. Um, Cuphead is a great game, one of my favorites. If you like shoot 'em ups, I'm sure you've Very probably hard, heard of it. Eh, it's a shoot 'em up. You know, it's supposed to be hard. The the boss fight, well, sure, but that game's particularly challenging. I think crazy. I just I smashed through that game, yo. <laughs> um, Undertale, also an epic game. Mm. By made All by games one with person. Music. I'm sensing. I'm seeing the trend here. Yeah, it's got to actually have. just. I just beat Undertale for the first time, fairly recently, and yeah, it was. Uh, it was oh, nice. Um, not to spoil anything, but which ending did you get? Uh, the the good one. Okay. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I got I, the I'm, very I'm... bad one. <laughs> oh. Yes. I'm super hyped for when uh, Delta Rune is completed. Yes. Uh, I played the first bit of Chapter. that that's been released uh, mm -hmm. and really that's out for free more. right yeah yes yeah check out delta that Rune. caught me super off guard when that got released i was not expecting that i feel no, like it neither. came out pretty fast after undertale it, yeah it was pretty close it was like two years maybe 
something like that yeah um i also love owl boy um i forget i always forget about that game I, that's one i've never played oh yeah i, I know of it but yeah uh, it's just so well done. The art style, the mechanics—it's just so—it's—it's it's got polish all over it. Just such perfect polish. <laughs> um, Ori in the Blind Forest. I'm kind of just scrolling around. Likewise polish. Likewise polish. Yeah, you can tell yeah. I like my indie, my indie stuff. Honestly, indie that's, likes the indie. That's <laughs> where you find quality in games these days. I it is I, right? I, I probably speak for a lot of yes. people, but I'm just tired of the big, the big blockbuster games. Yeah. Just, there's nothing there for me anymore. I, I like a I like a healthy balance. All the games I'm passionate about are indie games, but I like some of the big stuff once in a while. Like, did you like Cyberpunk? I haven't started it. Probably for the best. I'm waiting for them to actually finish it. Yeah. Did they? Is it fixed yet? Not really. <laughs> No, they've really. addressed some of the issues, but there's still a they've, long way Yeah, to they've go. addressed a handful of them. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm not in a hurry. I'll just wait for them to finish it. Yeah. I am hyped for Resident Evil 8, though. Which is out nice. Five days. Oh, shit. Six days. All right. I'll expect you to be AFK. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one talk to me. I have to beat Resident Evil. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I like RE games. Silent Hill... Two, I think, for PlayStation. That was a fucking good game. Oh my god, so many memories. I, Silent I miss Hill Silent Hill. Oh, you, nice. You guys played that. Yeah, that was like Silent I, Hill was one of my favorite games as a kid. The first one. Yeah. When I was a, when I was a kid, I rented Silent Hill Two. Triangle. I head. spent the entire weekend getting every ending to that game. <laughs> nice. That takes a, a while. Yeah. I yeah, got very good at mildly. beating all of the bosses. It it kind of stopped being scary because like, okay, I've done this five times. Yeah, yeah. But For sure. you, it, you never lose that atmosphere. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And this, the, uh, I mean, I've mentioned it for basically everything, but the music in Silent Hill 2. Oh, oh my god, classic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a the only game that I decision to use that stuff in the movie. Oh yeah. Go the ahead, only game I played in that vein, similar to Silent Hill and Resident Evil, was the Eternal Darkness release on GameCube. Oh yes! Oh, oh that was yeah. like what an what an underappreciated game. Exactly. Yeah, really. Yeah. I can't believe no one talks about it. I know, and that was like the only horror game that came out on GameCube too. Yeah. Well, other than all the Resident Evil games, there oh, were right. a few others. Um, what they else? ported like all of them. Yeah, uh, oh, fucking Resident Evil Four came out first on the GameCube. It, it right? debuted on the GameCube. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. Oh my, I completely forgot about that. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, GameCube has some gems that uh, a lot of people forget about. Yeah, yeah. Luigi's Mansion was horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky. Yeah, I played. Um, what did I play on GameCube a lot? I played 007 Nightfire a lot. Yes, yes. Yeah. Agent Under Fire as well. Yeah, those were fun. The multiplayer was great because, like, at that time there was no real internet FPS. Um, maybe yeah. one point six was out. I don't quite remember. For Source, CS:GO or CS Source. I, I, yeah, I don't know. But um, there was like Quake and stuff, and that's about it, I think. Yeah. Um, what are some some games I'm trying to find time for? Celeste, really want to play Celeste. 
Um, yeah, I think I got my hands on that one in the uh, Itch Racial Justice uh, bundle that came out this summer. Oh, sweet. Did, I, are I, they I gotta, do Steam Steam keys for those? Thing. No, I just got, uh, I got uh, Itch is open source IO. usually. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. DRM free, baby. Or no, DR, DRM free, I mean, not open yeah. source. Yeah, Unfortunately, <laughs> it's, it's when you buy a huge bundle of games, you just have to download each one of them individually. There's no, like... Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. no batch download. There's no real client to, yeah. to sort of automate any of it. Right. So it was. Uh, I finally got all the ones I wanted, though. Took a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to play Celeste. I love. Um, you can tell I love like side scroller indie stuff. Super Meat Boy played the fuck out of that. Like you wouldn't even believe. <laughs> Cloudberry Kingdom. Side scrolling, like shmup, sort of owl boy, like I mentioned. I really want to try Banner Saga. I don't play many like visual novelty stuff, but I hear that's fucking good. More sh- Austin Wintery music, too. Yeah, I'm sure you've played that. Same composer as Journey. Oh, really? See this guy, yeah. G Ban? Uh, Austin Wintery is a genius, right? by the way. He's the best composer in the history of gaming. What's his name? That man is an absolute genius. Name? What? Austin Wintery? Uh, Austin Wintery. Right, Wintery, excuse me. I didn't Wintery. pronounce the T. Cool. Yeah. Man's uh, a genius. Um, CrossCode, I was talking about on that on the... Oh, yeah, the one you posted that in the Discord, Discord recently. Yeah, that is like... That looks so fucking good. I, I, I really love JRPGs, but the pace is not, not something I'm interested in. And this is like a hybrid right. between a JRPG and like a side-scroller shoot-em-up platformer sort of and music again <laughs> fucking good <laughs> um yeah man shouts out to Vigi games that's what it's about like during this pandemic you know like they've saved a lot of us i'm sure from ourselves we haven't really felt the uh, <laughs> my only ramification of it yet but like there's going to be a huge lull in games for a bit once once it really hits not looking forward to that. Once what really hits? The the actual ramifications of the pandemic. Like we're... For the industry. For specifically for the for industry. Gaming. Oh, okay. Because everyone's going to go outside and not want to play games anymore? Well, no, because we're a lot of the... We haven't really had a complete dip in noteworthy game releases because a lot of these games were already mostly done. So it was stuff that could be done remotely. Oh, the, the actual development, development process. process on games hasn't really... We haven't gotten to the point where the impact of the pandemic on that yeah. has actually hit the finished product. Yeah, I so see. There's going to be a huge lull in games at some point, probably. I feel like there haven't been that many games coming out this past year as it is. Also, where like the fuck year? is my Final Fantasy VII update? Square Enix. It's there was some. It's been a year now. Last year, though, and no update. You're making Final Fantasy 16. Fuck that shit, man. <laughs> Give me my seven part two. God damn it. There was a there was an update about seven part two. They said they were working on it. <laughs> oh yeah, is that right? Um, you know, ago. I'm going to have to Google it now just to see if there's anything. Bastard. I'm pretty sure they literally just said, yeah, we're working on it. And that was it. Let's delete this. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's what I'm anticipating. Like, I haven't been playing much games since starting Utopia District. Um, like, no time, really. Especially yeah. for story-driven games. I'm playing God of War. I've been playing that for, the like, a one? year. Or no, the, the PS4. PS4. Yeah, PS4. Okay. It's pretty nice. Um, I, I loved it. That was the first one I actually finished. But I feel like I've been playing it for a year now, like... I, I open it up I, for I a couple hours every month, and I and I forget, you know. Other shit big, comes the up. The big games like that, I will not pick up unless I know I can finish it in like a week or yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. I haven't started Ghost of Tsushima because of that. Mm-hmm. And God of War is another one. Like, dude, I don't remember all this shit, all these runes and fucking spell with the controller. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't want to I don't want to have to try and re-remember all of it. I'm just yeah. going to play it straight through. <laughs> or not at all. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Sweet. Well, um, I guess that's it for gamer talk. Unless anyone has anything they want to talk about, and then um, I don't know. The games that I uh, I was into were kind of buggy and really unpolished. Yeah. Well, what what what, what were you into? Like what? Like oh, you must have liked Cyberpunk maze? then. <laughs> well, like my favorite game of all time would probably be this uh, MMO called Shadowbane. It was released by Shadowbane. Ubisoft in 2003. Yes, Shadowbane, dude. That's um. I was like, I wasn't really playing it, but my friend was like super into it before World of Warcraft came out. Yeah, it was pre-World of Warcraft, yeah. like post-Dark Age of Camelot. Yeah. I but th- the bad thing is like you can't really go back and experience it because it's like a dead server now. Um, it's only like emulators. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's completely shuttered, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. So like you can't experience what it was supposed to be like. Right. But it was one of my favorite games. It was kind of like EVE Online in a fantasy setting. Like you could make a name for yourself, get lots of money, piss people off. Gotcha. That was a lot of fun. Then I was always into like uh, not overly complicated racing games like San Francisco Rush, Rush 2. Hell yeah. Yeah, where you don't have to like buy your cars and deal with finances yeah, well, like and the forza replace. is like really complicated or like the formula one racing games yeah or like, gran turismo oh yeah you, so you like you like the arcade racers more than the sim ones yeah exactly like even mario kart or diddy kong was just like a blast for me i could play those all day yo diddy kong racing how about, how about the old need for speeds did you play those hot pursuit i didn't really get into those that was like i kind of like the mechanics of the other games yeah need for speed gotcha. was great man great for land parties Oh, uh, actually, a more recent game that might be up, maybe, up here. It's not really recent anymore, but uh, Split Second is a racer PS3 gen, I think, made by LucasArts. It's like a fake TV show setting, and it's like, it's a very straightforward arcade racer, but it was fun as hell. Oh, man, I remember this. No one played it. The title for the game looks like a Need for Speed cover. The poster? Yeah, split, split second. It, it velocity. looks like a generic arcade racer at the time. Yeah, but it's it's so good. It was great. Like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yeah, that's a. So sick it's game. also really weird that Disney's got their name on it. It's super weird to me. <laughs> Did they buy it? it? One of the Disney Studios. Oh, another great Did they game. Buy it? No, yeah. no, it was one of their internal studios at oh, the time damn. before they shut that down. Crazy. Wow. 4.7. That's a great review. Split, um, split seconds. Excellent. Yeah. It's still rather expensive, too. Um, Speedrunners. 
That's like one of my favorites for side sure. scroller one side scroller racer. racer yeah okay yeah speed runners yeah, yeah. yeah it's a racer and a side scroller um with the hook shot yeah anyone if anyone listening plays speed runners hit me up and we'll play that's that's like actually looks really fun one of my best um like competitive games i would say speed runners and um Going back to TF to, to Titanfall Two, fuck! Why would they call it Titan TF Two? It's Team Fortress Two. Team TF Two was already out, bro. You can't just. I, I don't think they did call it TF Two. They did though, bro. The community comes up with the short forms, right? You can't. Oh, oh! I think you meant respawn. I was gonna say respawn did not call it TF Two. Yeah, Titanfall Two, but it's TF Two, and it's just why you got to do that, guys? Why? Maybe that's why no one plays that game. Because it's too confusing. <laughs> Everyone just finds Team Fortress. <laughs> but um, uh, Speedrunners, yes. If anyone owns that, I would love to play. It's been a long time. It's still a popular game. 500 people playing right now as we speak on Steam. I'm looking at you, Casino. All right, guys. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, or should we wrap it up? It's been three hours now. Oh wow, Ooh, baby! I think the listeners are getting fatigued. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We could wrap it up. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with not bringing up more games. I could literally talk about games infinitely, so we should probably stop. Definitely, bro. <laughs> Next time. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It was a blast talking to you. We had some really cool combos. Stu, Pernoco, G-Ban, and Priestess, thank you so much uh, taking this three-hour slot out of your day to sit down with me. <laughs> um, Stu, if you guys want to follow Stu, it's S-T-U-A-D-D at, on Twitter. Pernoco is underscore Pernoco, P-R-E-N-O-K-O. Vapor Priestess is Vapor Priestess. And G-Ban is G-B-M underscore games on Twitter. Give all of these folks a follow. They're really awesome. They do a lot of work at Utopia District. If you care at all about what we do there, they've got their hand in pretty much every pocket. So, you know, support us. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're trying hard while having fun at the same time. And that's about it, guys. Thanks for coming on once again. Thanks for having us. Yep, like yeah, that. of course. It's always a pleasure. Hell yeah. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll try and do this maybe once a month, once every two months or something and do more Utopia District focused community type podcast and update people on what we're going on, what we have going on and all that. Um, we didn't do that so much today, but, you know, we'll do it next time. <laughs> There's, there is a lot going on. Trust, trust in that. Um, before we go, I want to give a shout out to Ronnie Vaporspace STL for putting together this awesome worldwide, worldwide dot wave show. Uh, it was just announced today, so you may have heard of it. It is a, um, let me read my thing here. It is a, a trans global vapor, virtual vapor festival presented by my pet flamingo, Utopia District, Vaporspace STL. Picari Sweat, V-Span, Stray Away, Virtual Memory, uh, Rosewood, and All Hell Breaks Loops. Incredible combination of some amazing talent. And um, we're going to blow the roof off of this community, I imagine. A worldwide festival 
And I believe it's running all day, both days, June 11th and 12th. Check it out. Worldwide.wave. All right, guys. I'll, uh, I'll let you go. Have a great rest of your day. Have a nice dinner. And uh, oh yeah, I should probably eat some food. That's a good point. Yeah, I've I've I'm cutting I into your dinner that. time here. Oops. So <laughs> it's actually, uh, exactly dinner time for me now. So we're uh, we're right <laughs> on schedule. Nice man, you can smell it from the kitchen seeping its way. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Thanks again. Hell yeah. We'll talk to you later. Later. See ya. Oh, 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 oh,